0: Coming up,
1: NFL draft, NBA playoffs, little Celtics at the top because I'm mad. It's all next. This episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is presented by State Farm. If you ever been in an accident and you're okay, but you know what happened, your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. It's just what you need to sit back and enjoy the game and And enter for your chance to win at com slash courtside, LDA, 21 and up. We're also brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network. Put up a new rewatchables on Monday night. Kyle Brandt and I broke down the Jean-Claude Van Damme semi-classic, Sudden Death. The only movie that ever combined the diehard premise with Game 7 in the Stanley Cup finals. It's absolutely ridiculous. No better person to break this down with than Kyle. Uh, you can check that out. On this podcast, coming up, Benjamin Solak and Danny Kelly and I. Did burning questions for the NFL draft on Thursday. It's a weird draft. Had a lot of questions. And then Dave Jacoby and Joe House came on. We talked about Jimmy Butler. We talked about what I saw from LeBron James when I went to the Laker game on Tuesday night. Talked Knicks Cavs. We had a nut punch draft. Great times all around. I was in such a good mood. And then the Celtics screwed it up. They blew a game that they should win 99 times out of 100 to a Hawks team that didn't even have DeJounte Murray. They let Trey Young get going late. I mean, he was shooting every time. It wasn't hard to figure out who's was getting the ball. He took thirty-three shots, thirty-eight points, thirty-three shots. This game was a little, a, a little thumbnail. What's the right word? A, a, a little, a little window into what I've been c- complaining about all year with the Celtics team. It's the fourth quarter stuff. It's the lineups. It's The sloppiness, it's the Derek White versus Marcus Smart thing, which I'll get into in a second. It's the little adjustments that aren't being made. Like, for instance, yesterday, the Hawks went a little smaller. The Celtics responded. They had two bigs out there late. They were kind of going back and forth between Smart and White for reasons that remain unclear. I'm going to talk about that in a second. Um, Always having one or two non-shooters out there when they just should have gone small and attacked Trey Young. And they have the lineup for it. Malcolm Brogdon, Derek White, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and a big, let's say Al Horford. And just make Trey Young play defense every play. Just attack him. It's a gift. Trey Young can't guard anybody. Just attack him. No. They played Marcus Smart more than Derek White down the stretch. And you can look at the play-by-play. At one point, I think Smart came in with like four minutes left. Trae Young three. Smart throw it away. Trae Young three. That's not even the point. Derek White's the third best guy on the team. You can look at it from an eye test standpoint. You can look at it from any advanced metric. Um, You can look at it from plus minus, including today where I think he was like plus nine or plus 10 and Marcus was at minus 10. It's not a diss on Marcus Smart. It's okay. He's not one of the best six guys on this year's team. He's not healthy. He's got a lot of miles on him. Next year, he might be better. But this year... He cannot guard somebody like Trey Young the way he used to. Derek White is one of the best guys in the league guarding somebody like that. And this conundrum of Joe Maz over and over again, going with Marcus Smart because it's a past performance thing. That's our guy. I don't want to upset the locker room. I don't want to lose Smart. It's all about stuff that's not about basketball. This team's trying to win a title. With 13 wins left to win the title. You got to play your best guys. And right now, for whatever reason, and I could spend an hour breaking that down or 10 seconds, and I'll just spend 10 seconds, Derek White is better than Marcus Smart. And you know what else? Malcolm Brogdon might be better than Marcus Smart. They need to come to grips with this. Marcus Smart, valuable playoff guy. Love the guy to death. He's been on the team for nine years. I trust him as a playoff guy. I do not trust him as somebody who should be out there over Derek White in key playoff games. It's ridiculous. It's stupid. I don't understand it. I don't understand how you play Rob and Al Horford together, the two bigs when the Hawks are growing small. I don't understand how you don't call timeouts when the momentum is clearly shifting. And it just over and over again is the same thing with this team. We have a coach that is learning on the job. He's learning on the job. And unfortunately, the job right now is to win the title because the seas have parted. We're going to talk about the NBA later with Jacoby and House. Milwaukee's down 3-1. The Celtics have a chance to have home court all the way through the playoffs, all the way through the, through the finals potentially because they have better record than anybody in the West. Only they can screw this up. And I didn't talk about Tatum had another crap game. You look at his shot chart, it's either threes or drives to the basket, nothing in between. He's tossed away the mid range game for whatever reason. I've not loved the way he's played in the playoffs, but I feel like he he's, he's a yo-yo. He goes up and down. It is what it is. Um, I still think this team from a talent standpoint is in kind of the driver's seat now for the title with the way Milwaukee is playing. And I just think they're getting in their own way and it's a bummer. And now they have to go to Atlanta for game six. They had a chance to start the Philly series on Saturday and has as a sprained knee. And they had a chance to start the Philly series with Embiid 50, 50 to play game one. Now they just bought Embiid two extra days because they effed around in this stupid game five and gave the Hawks life. Now Trey Young thinks it's 2021 again. He's just going to shoot 35 times a game. Some of them will go in and he can strut around. And it never should have gotten to this point. They're way better than the Hawks. What are you doing, Celtics? Ah, that's my rant. All right, let's, uh, let's bring in the, uh, our draft guys and Pearl Jam. Let's get going. <laughs> All right, taping this part of the podcast. It is mid-afternoon, Tuesday. What a treat. Ben Solak is here. So used to seeing you on Zoom. Yep. Just in a square. And the one, the only Danny Kelly also here. You guys are doing a whole bunch of draft stuff for us uh, for the ringer this week. So, of course, I grabbed you. We're in our little fancy studio. We've decorated it with a bunch of... Weird ringer props.
2: I know everything. The that's The up video on it's sure. great, right? <laughs> not, not a single reference lost on me. <laughs> Do you recognize Michael Jordan at least? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I couldn't see him past DK, but that one I've got. Yeah, okay. I like yeah. Prince.
1: Prince, right um, here. I'm going to throw a bunch of burning draft questions at you because the draft mm-hmm. is Thursday, and there might not be NBA playoff games on Thursday night because all the series tonight. We we don't. We'll know after people hear this, but right. there's a chance it's just draft, which would be amazing. Uh, My dad has already convinced multiple guys who are definitely going in the top 12 are going <laughs> to fall to the Pats, which is hilarious. Rodgers, though, let's go there. Mm-hmm. I was appalled by this trade for the Jets and I was with Sean <laughs> Fennessy last night and he's like <laughs> trying to sell me on. He's like, look, we have this window. We, pot- we might have seven pro bowlers, you know, down mm-hmm. the road and we need legitimacy and we needed a guy and you just got to give up what you got to give up to get it. And the counter is, they had no other offers. He was a sunk cost. He had nowhere else to go and he was going to destroy their team. Why did they have to give up actual assets? They get, they moved back from 13 to 15, mm-hmm. gave up a conditional first, and they gave up a second in this year's draft. Why not just a second and be done with it?
2: I think they tried. And I think that Brian Gutekunst, the GM of the Packers, said, Yeah, he won the MVP in two of the last three years. So you can call us back when you're serious. And there was a a staring contest there. There was the Jets saying, no, we've got leverage. Rodgers won't go anywhere else but here. And the Packers saying, no, we've got leverage because you might have to start Zach Wilson next year if you can't figure this out, right? (laughs) The Lamar situation was the trap door for the Jets. All they needed to do was go fly down and take a meeting. All they needed to do was present like they had another franchise quarterback option besides Rodgers. They were so fast. Just say, nope, we're not interested in Lamar. We're, we're good. We, we know our plan. And to me, that gave the Packers a, a good amount of momentum, a good amount of leverage, such that they were able to get what's a square price for an MVP quarterback, get a first-round pick. What
3: would you think? I just think they blinked.
2: Like, they needed to
3: get this. Blinked? I they think ne- they had a seizure. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Right, right. I mean, I just think they wanted to get it done before the draft, you know, because they had to go through this whole plan to do what they're going to do in the draft. They They wanted to have the quarterback set. And so waiting until after the draft, it seems like it would just, like, throw everything in upheaval for them. And so, and maybe it came down from a pie, too, like, to just get this thing done.
1: Well, that's what it sounds like. It yeah. sounds like the owner's yeah. like,
3: I'm old, go get him! <laughs> I
1: might be dead yeah. soon! I don't have time to wait.
2: There for... was that reporting that Woody, the owner for the Jets, was ready to send a first-round pick for Rodgers, and then Rodgers hopped on McAfee and was like, I was 85% retired! And he was right. like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Like, let's not commit this much draft capital. But they went in for a penny and for a pound. Like, in March... They committed with Alan Lazard and 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 with the discourse with the Jets, they the Packers, excuse me, they committed to this idea of Rogers as a jet. And once they're 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 pot committed like that, Goodakin squeezed on him. And I think that that's 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 good work by the Packers front office. It
1: reminded me of Succession when Logan Roy, like season three, was like, oh, I just gotta get this deal done. Yep. And he's just screaming at people and calling everybody a fuck face and telling them to fuck <laughs> off. They just kind of that I just don't get it. I would have handled this. Like, I would love to play poker with the Jets. Yes. <laughs> be like, all right, you guys in? I'm totally in. I have two aces. Yeah. I'm in. Okay, I'm out. Um, I just thought they should have pretended they liked Lamar. Yeah. This isn't hard. Just pretend you like Lamar Jackson. Pretend you're going to be like, you know what? Going to wait till after the draft. After the draft, maybe we'll make a play at Lamar with our next two first-round picks. And then the Packers are like, oh, shit, what if they do that?
3: Or other player like
2: Trey Lance who's still out there potentially as a trade partner or whatever. Don't let Mike White leave. It's Mike White, right. but still, you're not yeah. you're, you you you're showing the Je- the Packers the only quarterback we have is Zach Wilson, who everybody here doesn't like. <laughs> the
3: team all
2: <laughs> the teammates <laughs>
3: tweeting immediately
2: after yes, this right. went
3: through is like, "Oh god, the, that yeah, is
2: bad." That, it's just there was right, there was very little It There was substance. a Tom Brady
1: play. They could have been like Tom yeah. We're going to pay you a million dollars. Just pretend for 12 hours. <laughs> like there might be some mutual interest in the two of us. Yeah. we'll wire you the money? Right. We'll be good to go. Well, they got them. It's just funny. Like, I just feel like they gave up an extra asset for no reason. Moving back from 13 to 15. Who cares? Yeah. The second round pick, that makes sense. But then the other one. It's going to be sixty-five percent of the plays. It becomes a first-round, which is pick.
2: as light of a condition as you'll find know, in right? a trade. Yeah, like everybody kind of expected. It's got to be tied to performance, Pro right. Bowl, playoff performance, or in the ideal world for the Jets, tie it to twenty twenty-four playing time. Ensure that Rodgers plays for another right. season right. to tie it to twenty twenty-three playing time. It's such a low number. Huge win for the Packers.
1: I don't think it's going to be an emotional farewell for from Green Bay for Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think? Like when he goes back. To Lambo, do they play him the I Will Remember You video or whatever? Like one of those? <laughs> or, what, what's the one they play with the? What's the one they always play when everybody comes back? Like, oh, oh I don't even know. I'm coming home. Oh, I'm coming home. Yeah, that one. Going, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, do they even so. play a video on the screen for him? No.
2: My do big Packer question fans is, like him? Yeah. Do you get booed? Oh, 100%. You gotta <laughs> boo him. You can't not boo him. Oh, he, and eight, him wearing eight is going to be weird too. I'm not about that. Like, oh, it's his mm. college number. but he can't wear 12 because of Namath. Like I guess Namath gave him his blessing, but he still wants to wear eight, so that's going to be weird. My main question is just: Do the Packers draft a first-round receiver yeah. in the year that Rodgers leaves? Well, just there's to, a couple just of them right kick, in that kick area. Kick him out too. the door, just bye-bye. I would love it. Well, part um, of the,
3: they there was some indication that they moved up. Uh, the Packers moved up in this because they want to get a receiver. They want JSN Jackson Smith and Jigba, and so this like helps them get it, which is even juicier. As you know,
1: I only root for the content if it's not one of my teams. <laughs> and this was much better content for us. Aaron Rodgers in New York on the Jets. Yeah. Incredible content. Jordan Love, is he good or not? <laughs> the Ewing Theory potential of the Packers, which Ooh. even though they won a title with Rodgers, it's been, mm-hmm. I don't know, if they, the past 10 years, there is some Ewing Theory potential. Um, and they're in a bad division. It would be hilarious if they went like 11-6 and six and won the NFC North. Mm-hmm. So many things I can't wait. So I'm glad it happened. I just thought it was weird. Okay. Burning questions for the draft. So this is a retroactive one, but after you know when when this trade happened, like the Ringer Draft Guide, I hadn't really dove into it yet. I hadn't watched the shows, I hadn't listened to a bunch of podcasts, including the one you're on, the Ringer Ringer Draft Show, um, Ringer NFL Draft Show, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we just do the, all the drafts out of the year. We're just gonna transition to NBA. NFL. Just <laughs> I fire off that old oh, May first.
1: So they Carolina trades up and they give up a lot, mm-hmm. and they give up DJ more in the trade too, but they also give up a bunch of picks. And you do that, and you're like, I better. I know what I'm getting at one. And it seems like they're taking Bryce Young, even though there was a little Reddit scariest yesterday. But uh, Bryce Young is even odds, which, did you bet that?
2: Yeah, I got Bryce Young when it when Stroud was still the heavy favorite. When Stroud was, when, when they first made the trade, all the reporting on Stroud was like, and the Panthers think it's CJ Stroud. And yeah. the markets went nuts. They were like, CJ, CJ, CJ. And it's like, all right, it very much sounds like they're still going to do homework on this. Yeah, And uh, uh, Dave Tepper, the owner, had been pretty clear in the season that he had liked Will Levis. That was like a, a commonly known rumor in like November, December. So, I was like, all right, clearly, like, the ownership isn't fully involved yet. Like, CJ Stroud seems like it's more of like a coaching staff thing. Let's just let this play out. And then, pretty quickly after the Panthers met Bryce Young before his pro day in Alabama, there started to be some Bryce Young smoke. And then that's just carried in for the So, last, when did last you get episode. it? What were the odds? I think the longest I have is like plus 300, plus 350. I didn't and do it till even odds. Yeah. It
1: just became clear, like, culture guy. The teams, that's like in, in documentaries and stuff when people like storytelling. It's crucial. We we're gonna we're gonna do a lot of storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um with when they draft like a quarterback, it's like it's a, he's a culture guy. Mm-hmm. Nobody's ever not a culture guy. I guess like maybe Jalen Carter, maybe not a culture guy at this yeah. point. He's had some issues. You right. wouldn't draft him and go, Yeah, he's a culture guy. That's what we want. It'd be like, there you go, like he's incredibly talented overwhelming force Herbert wasn't field. a culture guy because oh.
2: he went back to school for his senior year to get his biochem his degree. He was like, who is this guy? He's, he's planning he's for life after yeah. 35? What? <laughs> what a dick. Yeah. Um, and then but, ba- Baker wasn't a character guy until everybody decided it was cool that he was an a-hole. And then he became a, a right. culture guy. He'll right? get, he so, gives you it, a little it, F-U. It, it's it's funny how, how that chip on his shoulder.
1: So, with Bryce, it seems like part of this is, oh, his poise, he's the hardest worker, he's the first guy there, the last guy to leave, mm. all that stuff. The problem is, he the moment some 330-pound guy falls on him, <laughs> right. who the hell knows? And it, So nobody can be wrong with Bryce Young. You could say he's awesome, but... And you'd be right. You could say he's too small. He's going to get hurt. You're covered every which way because at some point he will get hurt because all quarterback. This is like the least controversial argument to have, Bryce Young. But it seems like he's going to go number one. Yeah. Um, My question is, was that trade worth it? Was it worth it to move up from nine to get this guy that everybody agrees is a huge question mark because of his size? Like, if I was a Panthers fan and we have one, Steven Ruiz, somehow we have a Panthers fan on staff.
2: Unacceptable. I would just be going nuts at
1: this (laughs) trade. Like,
2: he is what, like,
1: why did we give up all this stuff? And- he, he,
2: he, wa- he he said to me today, I shouldn't have watched Anthony Richardson film because oh, now I'm no. going right. to be mad when they take Bryce Young. Yeah.
3: So, why do that trade? Well, I honestly, I never have agreed with the idea that you trade up and not know who you're taking, and it sounds like that's what they did. So it's like, kind of what San Francisco did too, right? right? Like, to that me, that didn't just, work out either. It makes no sense. I guess you could. I think there's like a rationalization in the media, like, oh. You want to be able to control the draft. So therefore you trade up and so you can control there's less chaos or whatever. What does like, that me, even mean? I don't like take the guy who you really like. If you're going to trade multiple future first round picks or, or, you know, all that draft capital and DJ Moore, like you should have conviction that this guy is going to change and turn around our franchise. We love this guy. He's everything we've ever wanted. That's why we're doing this. not, well, we'll go up and get like the guy we decided that we like the most. Like to me, that yeah. never makes sense. Um, in addition, the yeah, Bryce it's,
1: like, Young it's like basically saying we've decided we're living on this street. Right. We don't have the house yet. <laughs> Good but we've, right. we've picked yeah. a street
2: we like the school district.
1: And then you're kind of stuck with the street. And now they're kind of yeah. stuck. Like, what if they do this deep dive? Anyway, I interrupted you.
3: No, I'm just the, the other thing that like worries me about Bryce Young is like he's already like we've talked about this ad nauseum through this process, but he's already like an outlier of outliers. He's the smallest early round quarterback of all time by like a lot. Mm. Not just short, but slight. And so not only are you betting on this guy's not going to be the outlier, but you're betting multiple picks and and play and a really good player. Like you're rolling the dice with real capital. Yeah. And so like on one hand, I can kind of see like a team would be like, yeah, we're going to bet. We're going to take this guy with our pick and say it's like two or three or five or whatever. And that's, like, the bet we're making. But, like, trading all this capital, all like, basically making the bet of your life on this guy. And then also he's, like, a massive, massive outlier. Like, to me, that's what's a little bit worrisome about this whole thing. And I like Bryce Young. Well,
1: especially you could have just gotten Lamar Jackson, who's, like, 48 and 20 as a starting quarterback and just giving up number nine. The end of,
2: like, 12 different teams' strategies over the last month ends with, and you could have just gotten Lamar Jackson. (laughs) For so many teams, that just kind of land on that note. Here's what I would make is the argument for, like, why you trade up to one. You said, like, oh, you get control. Oh, over I dra- can't wait for this. No. This is exciting. So I'm going to make the case. This is devil's, devil's advocate. Okay. This is not yeah. full on advocating. Uh, but you, you say, right, like, trade up for one and you have control over the draft and then you kind of, you know, avoid the chaos. And, and and all right, what does that mean? Like, what does that look like? Yeah. The Texans are, at two are going through that right now. The Texans yeah. were at two, and when the Bears owned the first overall pick, which, lest we forget, Lovey Smith, multiple fourth-down <laughs> conversions, got the Texans out of one, Great. gave it to the Bears, love you, Lovey. Yeah. Anyway, with the Texans at two, they were trying to trade up to one at the same time that the Panthers were trying to do it and the Colts were trying to do it, everybody was trying to do it. And the Texans didn't get that done. And now they're sitting there at two. All cycle long, they've been connected to Bryce Young, and then all of a sudden, it turns out the Panthers are going to be the team that takes Bryce Young. They're going to take him at one. Now the Texans at two, we're 48 hours out. Hour, are in disarray. No one knows what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. Their, their next best quarterback on the board is Will Levis. There's pressure from ownership to take him. The the, the coaching staff of the front office wants to take a pass rusher. They're <laughs> split on which pass rusher to take. Some guys, You talk yeah. to some people and they're like, oh, Houston has Tyree Wilson above Will Anderson. You speak to another person like, yeah, Houston's got Will Anderson above Tyree Wilson. They got no idea what they're doing. And they are a house divided. And that's why having first overall is control. That's why having mm-hmm. first overall, you avoid this issue. And it's a nice issue to avoid it shouldn't necessarily cost next year's first round pick, ninth overall pick, and DJ Moore. Right, and that's that's right. The Panthers pay a steep price for that. Would have been nice to keep DJ Moore. <laughs> <I don't laughs> Would have been real nice. That's my hot. Not story. so not, hopeful not for not a quarterback. About Adam Thielen. Yeah.
1: We've never seen him ever with a good quarterback in his entire career. Would have been. Would have liked to have seen it for five minutes. Yeah. Um. You said Houston's in disarray. That was my next question. Mm-hmm. So they have two, and they have twelve. Yep. And there's four quarterbacks, three of which I think we can agree are, are pretty. Pretty shaky. Bryce is probably the least shaky, but also the most likely to so get he's hurt. A solid guy. Well, I would say Bryce would be the quote unquote solid guy, unless okay. you love one of the other three. Mm-hmm. But odds are you could get somebody at twelve, so you just take the best guy in the draft at two, and then just kind of keep your fingers crossed at twelve, right. or you trade up. And yet, this is not how the NFL works. <laughs> they're going to panic, just like the Jets did with Aaron Rodgers. They're gonna be like, we got, we got to get our guy here, and they're going to take him at two which will then leave the best player in the draft for Arizona at three, whoever that is. That's another thing about this draft. No, everybody disagrees on who the best player in the draft is. Right. But if I, if I'm Houston, Danny, why not just take the best player two, and then figure it out? Watch how the draft evolves. Maybe it's a field situation from a couple of years ago or, oh, oh, he's, he's still, Whoa, he's, he's still there. He's at eight. Yeah, he's maybe. at nine. All right. I'll trade up and get him. Like, why not do that?
3: I mean, I think that's, I honestly ultimately think that's what they're going to do in my final mock. I've got them taking Will Anderson at number two, although there is some sense that it might be Tyree Wilson instead. We don't know yet really, but Will Anderson is my top ranked player in this class. And I think they really like him or at least some portion of the team really likes him. And so, yeah, I think that ultimately since there is, there seems to be a disagreement on what quarterbacks they like or how much they like the the quarterbacks that are left, um, just take the guy that you're really convicted on and, See what happens later in the draft. You like
1: Will Anderson more? Yeah. What do you think, Ben?
2: I, I like Will Anderson a lot more than Tyree Wilson, who's the edge rusher out of Texas Tech, who might go above Will Anderson at two. He might mm-hmm. go above Will Anderson at three. He might go at five. He's very highly ranked by the league. Big guy, physical guy.
1: Use your robot brain and give me the best case scenarios for each guy.
2: Uh, Tyree Wilson, I think, is going to be like a Jason Pierre-Paul sort of a guy. Oh, right. Like Which him. Isn't too bad. him. Yeah. With 10 fingers up. Yeah. Will Anderson gets called like, ninety percent Khalil Mack, which yeah. I think is, is is a little rich for me personally, but you could see that outcome. He's like Will Anderson's really fundamentally tough. He's very good against the running play, ton of positions. He's just not gonna be a perennial like 10, 12 sack guy, which is what you want to be drafting at edge rusher in the top five. You want to be getting a Nick Bosa, Miles Garrett, Joey Bosa. We've just been spoiled with some of those classes you know, recently.
1: You know I know nothing about college football. Yeah. But I do know I am the VP of common sense. Okay. <laughs> As you know, I don't like the whiff of Will Anderson. No,
3: Dave, I'm taking, <laughs> really?
1: I'm taking that guy. Basically, I'm saying he's the best player in the mm-hmm. draft. I I need a higher ceiling than 90%. Khalil
2: Mack. There was a guy that was that best player in the draft, and it was Jalen Carter. And the Jalen Carter film was was incredible, and he was an Endomicon Sue Fletcher Cox like player. And then he had he was arrested during the NFL Combine. A warrant went out for his I get arrest. It. Yeah, for, There's for some baggage. reckless driving, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: But if we're just doing this in a vacuum, which was my next question, like Jalen Carter and Bijan Robinson are the two best players in the draft, right?
2: Yeah, I got Jalen Carter one and Bijan three. i if, Anderson two. If
1: we're going to bet who's going to be not just a blue chipper, but like a dark blue chipper, like a really like deep blue sea kind <laughs> of a blue, blue chipper. <laughs> just a blue, Oil just blue? Yeah. blue, miles and miles of blue, blue <laughs> chipper. Those would be the two safest bets, right? Yeah. Jalen Carter and Bijan Robinson.
2: Bijan would be my bet for, for the lack of the off field stuff.
1: Jalen Carter yeah. is going to go like somewhere
2: between five and eight. Go and Bijan
1: Robinson could fall out of the top 10 because everyone's so terrified of taking running backs. I, I
2: think, think Will Anderson's a
1: blue
3: chipper. Yeah. I do, I do too. Yeah. I, I mean, I, honestly, I think he's got a really high upside and a really high floor. He is everything you hear from him is he's like the best guy in terms of work ethic, ball, football, leadership. Yeah. He loves ball. Like, Saban can't say enough good things about this guy. In addition to his physical traits, he has absolutely ridiculous production—like everything you could want. And now we're t- telling ourselves he does not So have we're picking upside. him apart a tiny bit. I think I think we're like, overthinking had, him.
2: People like talk about his down season this year. He had ten sacks and seventeen TFLs.
3: Yeah, and that was like t- <laughs> defenses, like yeah. game planning for him specifically.
1: It hasn't been arrested, he was, so
2: he was playing defensive tackle too. He's playing inside of the tackle right. at like two hundred and fifty-five pounds. So I Houston, think he's a, just take he's him, a no brainer.
1: Then just take him.
2: Yeah, yeah, or take a quarterback to make sure you get one so You don't have to start Davis Mills again. God. It's tough for Houston. Well,
1: yeah. all right. So, unwinding the the Philadelphia seventy-sixers. Once upon a time, they did the process, and yeah. part of the process was
2: <laughs> swept the Nets. By the way. <laughs> in case anybody missed it,
1: <laughs> part of the process was not only are we taking upside guys, but we're actually kind of wounding next year's team too with what we're doing. We're gonna take this guy who, you know, we know he has a knee. Embiid, mm-hmm. we know he has an injury. He's probably not gonna play next year, but that's fine because we'll just suck again. and We'll get another top four pick. If I'm Houston, what what am I gonna do? Like win the Super Bowl next year? Right. Mm-hmm. If I don't love any of the quarterbacks, and there's better star power on the quarterback position next year why not roll it over? Like, who? Right. The, mm-hmm. their, their fans are tortured anyway. It's not like there's yeah. been a ton of fun times in Houston. Don't they
3: have two first rounders next year too?
1: Or am I misremembering that?
2: For the Watson trade? I think so, yeah. Yeah, move, they I'll did. I'll look it up. But, yeah. Now, yeah like, why not make right.
1: 24 the year where it's like, 24 is our year?
2: Which, there, there are arguments for that because of the 2024 quarterback class. I wrote about this today. Caleb Williams at USC who, he's the first guy since Mahomes who we're going to give Mahomes comps to. Right? Everybody's like saying oh. it without saying it. He actually looks... He he, the way way he he plays plays is very Mahomes exactly. Yeah, oh, you watch him and you're like, Oh, who's that one quarterback who does that? Oh, it's 15. 15 is the guy who does that, right? He
3: looks exactly like him. Like, if you put him in a Chiefs uniform, I don't know if I could tell the difference. Like, so
2: 2024, like, there are arguments for that. I think that's the direction the Cardinals are going, frankly. If you look at the Cardinals roster, I think they'd go about 500 in the XFL. (laughs) Uh, Nobody nobody
1: throws away NFL seasons, but they really should. You can just do it by right you know rolling but, yeah. over the
2: season the thing i would the, the thing i would say for the texans that makes it tricky is this general manager's second most important job build a championship team win championships win super bowls <laughs> first most important job keep the job yeah. baby stay yeah. employed cash the check so if you're nick casario and you're getting pressure from your owner to draft the quarterback which is what i believe is happening in houston you want to stick to your guns and draft an edge rusher that's fine I cannot guarantee you will be around to right. draft the quarterback next year, and that's why you see teams oftentimes take that quarterback. Uh, I I say GMs take that quarterback. Steve Kym made this comment just today, the ex-general manager of the of the Cardinals. They said, "Why'd you take Kyler Murray over Nick Bosa?" And he said, "Because Kyler Murray got me extended, and Nick Bosa would have got me fired." Steve Kime apparently does not know. Well, he also took
1: Josh in the yeah, year before. Exactly. That also, open. Steve
2: Kime has been fired. Constantly, so it yeah, didn't yeah. really work super great. But right, that, that's the thing is, is if you're getting ownership pressure as a general manager, your priorities change. Like, yeah, you could probably build a better contender if you had a two-year look. But if you're going to lose the job, if you don't take a quarterback. NFL's so
1: different than NBA because in NBA, the smart move is to actually roll it over with the owner and be like, hey, man, we're just going to take the best player. Next year's our year. And then you're inadvertently buying yourself an extra year because the owner's going, well, he told me this year we we're not going to be good, but it's all going to pay off next year. And then you bought a year. That's basically Sam Presti has been, and he's done it the most brilliantly, but he's always, even when they suck, there still feels like there's a plan. Presty's the worst case scenario of this. Um, all right. We're going to take a break and then I have more questions for you. The NBA playoffs are here. You can turn crossovers into cash with FanDuel. Just visit FanDuel.com BS right now and play some. $5 bet and you'll get an instant 150 bucks in bonus bets. Win or lose. On Wednesdays, I post the same game parlay or a boost on my Twitter feed with FanDuel and I think we're doing something Grizz- Grizzlies-Lakers. We might even be doing a LeBron double-double with the Lakers to win that we're going to boost because I think the Lakers are going to finish the series off. There is no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash BS. Sign up to get $150 in bonus bets when you bet your first five bucks. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. You must be 21 plus and present in present select states. First online real money wager, only a $10 deposit required. Refund issued as is non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hope is here. In Massachusetts, visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. In Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, or Virginia, Call 1 800 Gamble or visit com slash RG. Call 1 800 Next Step or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. In Connecticut, call 1 or 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In Indiana, 1 800 9 with it. In Kansas, 1 800 522 4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Louisiana, 877 770 stop. In Maryland, visit MDGamblingHelp.org. In Wyoming, 800 522 4700. In West Virginia, visit 1800Gambler.net. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. It's just where you need to sit back and enjoy the game. And they're also getting fans closer to the game than ever. You can win exclusive NBA prizes like courtside seats, signed memorabilia, and more. I love Michelob because of how light it is. It's only 95 calories with 2.6 carbs. You know what the perfect time for Michelob Ultra is? Little doubleheader, little NBA doubleheader, right? In the first half of the first game. I don't know West Coast time. That's usually about five o'clock, five thirty. Perfect time for a beer. You can do it. Grab a pack to enjoy today. Learn more and enter for your chance to win at McLoobUltra.com/slash courtside LDA twenty-one and up. All right, let's go rapid fire. Over under first round bust QBs. These guys are busts. I'm gonna give like you like hard bust. Like how how are we? It's like Josh Rosen okay. slash whoever level. They're Zach Wilson. Maybe they start 30 games, but it just never happens. Which I think qualifies. If you're if you're taking the top 10 as a QB and you've started under 30 games or under 40 games, and you never win it, you're a bust. Mm-hmm. Um, over under two and a half. If you under. go over under. Yeah, I'm going under. Under. under.
2: under. Yeah, it's a good quarterback class. There's no Lawrence. There's no Andrew Luck. There's no like, take him with the first overall pick and win games the next 15 years straight to the Hall of Fame. There's no that guy. But the four dudes that we have, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, and Will Levis are all good prospects. All these guys are going before Kenny Pickett last year. So to me, it's it's a solid class. Well,
1: that was my sub question is where would Kenny Pickett have gone? Because I like Kenny Pickett. So you think he's the fifth best QB in this class? Kenny Pickett would have
2: gotten the Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo draft pick if you were in this class that like oh, second really? round oh, pick yeah. yeah you know like you know where he gets through the first round in, in my opinion now
1: so you're higher on the qbs in this draft than than some others
2: It, yeah, it it's tricky because like the, the class i think gets a little bit miscovered because there's no like star guy you can poke holes in everybody so because you poke holes in everybody it's like right. oh, it doesn't look that great it's still like this is a solid good group you know what i'm saying like they were drafting Daniel Jones sixth overall, man. Like, they've been drafting, like, yeah, s- yeah. Trey Lance went three. Like, Josh Allen went seven. Some very risky quarterbacks are taken very early. Mitchell Trubisky, they traded up for two. You know what I, I'm saying? Like, yeah. And these guys were imperfect prospects when they came out, let alone but then they make them make him in the NFL. These are imperfect prospects, but they're still good quarterback prospects. I think, yeah, with Bryce Young, it's not, I, I don't think it's a matter of is he going to be able to function
3: in the NFL? I think he will be able to. The big question is, and, and what you how you've explained it too, is how long can he like hold up at that size? There's going to be- Being 140 question. pounds. Yeah. Right. Um, but, I, but I think like processing wise, you know, his football character, uh, his accuracy, all those things, he's going to be, I think there's going to be definitely really exciting moments and he's going to function in the NFL. That just like I said, the question is how long. I think with Richardson- He's going to have enough runway because of the things he can do in the ground game. Kind of like what we saw with Jalen Hurts. Like coming into last season, there was still major question marks about Jalen Hurts. Some people still have question marks about Jalen Hurts as a passer but I the what, the th- yeah and the things he can no, do I'm, I'm on just the ground to
2: piss up <laughs> listen he recruited AJ Brown and got a lot better as a passer no uh, further imagine questions imagine that yeah. yeah nice and easy
3: um but like so i think he has a runway where he's going to be he's going to give get the opportunity and to do some things and and like you know we had mentioned Justin Fields before the show like he's going to do enough exciting things to buy himself some time and i don't think he's going to be like just a flat out bust even though he is the most raw and by that, I mean, like, fewest games started of this group. So you um, think he's better than, what was that guy named? Malik Willis?
1: Yes. Yeah. yes. That, it's like a rich yeah. man's Malik Willis.
2: Yeah. Well, this is the thing is, like, we always like to divide quarterback prospects into just two buckets. This is the ready-to-play bucket. You can start him tomorrow. This is the project bucket. He right. needs a ton of work. And, and Which the, bucket was Mitch Trubisky in? <laughs> That's a third the, bucket. The, the third bucket, which is just why. Just here in the Yeah. <laughs> But the reality is that there's, it's, a, it's a spectrum, right? Like, Richardson is a project in the sense that he's underdeveloped. He's got accuracy issues. Like, he needs time. Like, he's only started 12, 13 games. But he is remarkably more comfortable in the pocket, remarkably better yeah. at manipulating defenses, not throwing into the teeth of coverage than, like, Malik Willis was, than Josh Allen was, than Trey Lance was. That doesn't mean he's going to follow any one of those three arcs precisely. Like, landing spot matters a ton. But when you watch Richardson, you see a guy who's trying to do it the right way and just needs reps, needs needs good coaching, needs experience doing it the right way to, to habituate you build it. an
1: offense around at least the skill set of being a fucking awesome athlete yeah. who can run the ball yeah. and take off. With and,
2: great pocket management skills, yeah. too. He's like, he, Richardson has, of quarterbacks have come out in the last five, six years, one of the lowest sack rates on pressures in college in college football for top prospects, just below Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. This is not Justin Fields, Marcus Mariota, Daniel Jones, where I'm big, I'm strong, and I run around behind the line of scrimmage for 13 minutes, just making stuff up. He was like buying time. He's, you know, he's checking the ball down. So Slighting he doesn't scramble
1: right and then run out right. of bounds like exactly. Zach Wilson does. Exactly. And
2: so, right, that's, that's where, again, that spectrum of projects comes in where people go, okay, big, fast, and he hasn't started that much. He's probably kind of crazy back there. He isn't. He isn't at all. If you watch the film, you're like, all right, like, this guy gets it. We just need to get him over the hump.
3: The, the other thing I'll add to this is you're asking now, like, let's talk about this after we find out what teams they land on, because that mm-hmm. to me is the actually- I'd sell my soul most for Richardson to end up
2: with Frank Reich. Oh, it would be yeah. so cool. It's not going to happen.
3: I just, it's- I Are can't, we positive
1: it's not going to happen?
2: Yeah.
3: Okay. Makes me sad. <laughs> 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 I just think there it, it's so, so important how teams go about developing these guys, what they how, who they surround them with the continuity of the the coaching staff like the So the don't weapons, hire Matt
1: Patricia as their offensive coordinator. <laughs> as an example, just kind of That's out of the a air. good. Just, that's yeah. a good like so don't theoretical. Yeah. Guy.
3: <laughs> um don't hire a defensive coordinator or whatever to yeah. to run the offense. I it, it's such an important thing like I really believe you can have a really good really really good prospect and if he lands in a crappy situation where there's no support, he's not going to make it. And so I think landing spot is massive in
1: this. So where would be like a worst case scenario landing spot for Richardson,
2: Tennessee. Yeah, because um, they don't have yeah any support system right Let, now. Let's 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 play a game of name Tennessee offensive linemen. <laughs> Andre Dillard's there for some reason. Start right. left tackle, which
3: makes no sense. Well, if Solak yeah. can't name
1: five Tennessee offensive linemen, we're, Nicholas Petit Frere. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: I th- I just feel like Houston's a bad landing spot for anybody. Yeah. That franchise is Correct. a complete mess. Like they <laughs> fired a coach like every year. It was like the mm-hmm. holiday season. It's like, it's like Christmas and yeah. the Texans fire a coach.
2: Yeah. None of the landing spots are great. Uh like Carolina I think is good. Houston's not good.
1: Carolina right? was the best or supporting cast for somebody to walk <laughs> Sam into. Sam Darnold,
2: second in the league in EPA per play, baby. I'm
1: still mad they didn't make the playoffs. Sammy, I feel like
2: they would have thrown some he haymakers. He fell apart though, in that last He game. did. Yeah. Well, they were. <laughs> but they just everyone just remembered he was him. Sam Darnold. We'll yeah. always have the Lions game. <laughs> <laughs> just like yeah, running on him like crazy. Uh, yeah. Um, But like, I don't think Houston's a good landing spot. Raiders, Tennessee are not that good and that's why Raiders. it's fun to think about like there's, you know, the Lions have very quietly done their work on this quarterback class. Mm-hmm. The Seahawks obviously have met with everybody. I was say, did and someone they've, not mention they've, the Seahawks? They've taken, they've taken their selfies with all of their quarterback prospects when they met with them. The Vikings have done the work. So there's I, some sneaky teams that you hope.
1: Danny wants them at five for his yeah. beloved Seahawks. In my heart,
3: I'm just like and Pete man, Carroll does the whole.
1: I'm so pumped and jacked. This guy is a <laughs> special player. <laughs> we'll move him into our world. Love I beat. think
3: it's just a, it's a perfect situation for him, which is why it, it, honestly, like I would almost rather they take a non-quarterback if it's not Richardson. Even though I have other guys, like I like Bryce and Stroud a little bit more just from like in my rankings. I just have them a little bit higher. But Richardson landing with the Seahawks where they would be in theory continuity, um, a, a really strong program and every, they have good weapons and DK uh, Metcalf Dealen. and Lock, Lockett. Yeah, and like Damn, honestly, deaming. just it's perfect situation for him because he wouldn't have to start right away. Geno Smith is under contract. But the contract is, you can get out of it after a year or two. And and yet, if they took Jalen Carter fifth, you'd talk yourself into I would talk About five into seconds. I literally like, oh, texted that awesome verbatim. If they take Carter, I'll talk myself into it. But yeah. it is a little bit spooky right now just because. It's Richard not like Jordan the Germany NFC East.
1: I, I'm, it's not like the NFC is, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, stacked. You know, the right. Seattle, what did you finish? 10 and 7 last year?
2: Uh, they play in a playoff game, right. yeah, and he then they have a the fifth game. overall pick. It's the best situation a team is in besides this, the Eagles. This is so hard
3: though because it's the win forever thing, right? Like he literally wrote a book called Win Forever. It's not let's uh, let's go for it this year. You know they want to like build. Seven, Carol's seventy three. Yeah, have like, you like seen I, him? You, he, he thinks see? about everything in terms. Of have you Trevor. seen him? He doesn't. He doesn't. He has no plans. He's I don't like LeBron. Him and
1: LeBron are the same guy. Love Pete. He's got so no, much energy. He has more energy than me. So you don't. Neither of you think Richardson's a bust.
2: No, I, I would say the highest bust potential is Young because of injury and because of, of of size concerns, right? When you have a small quarterback, you're kind of destined to play a certain sort of offense, certain sort of play yeah. style. And then Young specifically just invites so many hits. Like you, the first thing you have to do when Young gets in the building is be like, all right, here's a highlight reel. 30 times you took an unnecessary shot from a Texas defensive lineman you don't get to do this anymore. You now are a bajillion dollar face of the franchise and everybody here is large. You can't do this. So I would say it's Bryce. Stroud's also up there because Stroud... uh, I'm I'm locking in Stroud as a bust. Oh, yeah? Just the processing?
1: He just... What is it? Just from... Levitating above this, which is being unencumbered <laughs> with my thoughts and baggage <laughs> of and things. right? Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, this guy doesn't have it. His name's <laughs> CJ. He's went to Ohio State.
2: His <laughs> oh, rivers in his dick. <laughs> no,
1: CJ is your quarterback. I just don't see it.
2: He, it's funny. How many his, great his initial quarterbacks have we had? CJ, right? His right. Full I'm name just is looking something. that up. Yeah. His name, Coleridge. Yeah. His name is Coleridge. Can you name me the great?
1: <laughs> two, CJs? two letter initial <laughs> quarterbacks AJ Feely I immediately go to EJ Manuel AJ Feely <laughs> yep. oh man it's Uh-oh. just I don't see it CJ Bathard it's like man CJ really <laughs> came through for us I don't know he just I don't like that he dropped he was like in that 1-2 range and now it's like where is he gonna go like why is he dropping everybody's getting under the hood and they don't mm. like what they see I feels a little like busted to me um, and then
3: Levis is the other one that I mean, he's he feels to me the most likely to
2: AJ McCarron. I think, I'm, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's not <laughs> a good <laughs> argument. I'm just trying to pull as many <laughs> work. two initial quarterbacks as I can. I'm telling you, uh, you name like Justin yeah. Herbert, Joe Burrow, Joey. Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> if you say anything, CJ Shroud. If you say in the voice, it sounds better. I don't know if Patrick Mahomes is that great of
3: a quarterback name. I'm fine with it. <laughs> I like it too. I <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's Mahomes.
1: He's kind Mahomes of just become good. Mahomes. Nobody yeah. calls yeah, him Patrick. Or less, yeah. or f- I like when you called him 15.
2: That's yeah. I like when he
3: would just become the number. That's, that's you're the just whole, turning that's into that's a the coach. football guy. Yeah, exactly. On.
2: In draft season, that's what we do. We never name players. Just we the say guy. their numbers and we say the school they played the
3: for. The kid from Georgia. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh,
2: 90 a ninety If we
1: count Hendon Hooker for the first round bus, I'm taking the over. Oh, yeah. That gets me to three. Including Interesting. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. I'm going for that one. Switching my answer. Trey Lance, San Francisco decides we want to trade him for a first-round pick. Do they get it? No. No way?
2: No, I can't get a first. Not he's, right now. He's, he's been hurt. He hasn't proven anything. And High second?
1: Yeah, I would say. I think so.
2: I would say day two is where you're going to get it. If I'm an NFL team and Kyle Shanahan is trying to get rid of a quarterback, the implication being that Kyle couldn't make him work. Yeah. Well, that I'm that not touching that with a 39-and-a-half-foot <laughs> pole. Um, I'm out. I don't know, though. He kind of has
3: his things where he just... Turns on a player for yeah, but usually whatever trade reason. Him. Usually, <laughs> he's like benches him for a few
2: weeks, puts him in the doghouse yeah. till they. If come right, around. if Kyle Shanahan, leading offensive mind of our generation, is electing Brock Purdy off of a UCL injury and Sam Donald over somebody. I am worried about that. Somebody just sight unseen, and yeah. I like Trey Lance a lot. I didn't
1: it, love the, what we saw before he got hurt last season either. The
2: Chicago film he played like the monsoon. He had like three great, exciting throws. He had three like terrible throws, and they're trying to figure out what sort of offense mm-hmm. they want to run. And I was like, all right, like here's the foundation. And then he gets injured, and at this point, like you just can't put eggs in that basket. If he's mobility coming off of now multiple lower body injuries, just I, I, it's too much of a risk. But that was
3: what we thought he was going to be when he came out, right? There was a little bit because he hadn't played in a year. Yeah. There's a project element to it, he was lower level is he competition. Younger than Hooker?
2: Or I think they're born in the same year. I think they were both born in ninety seven. I think he is. Would you rather have Trey Lance or Hooker? Trey Lance over Hendon Hooker by a mile. Yeah. Trey, Hendon-
3: Trey Lance is twenty-two. He's so like oh, three he's young. years <laughs> younger
2: than Hendon Hooker. <laughs>
3: so if he goes, it's like, 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 like almost like a full <laughs> high school. <laughs> 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 I
2: was like, yeah, I think they both born in '97. That's that's Hooker and Lamar. That's Hooker and Lamar. Uh, Hooker and Lamar were in he's the same 25? year. Oh, yeah, Hooker's going to be 26 when he starts playing in the NFL. Oh, and he's coming off of an ACL, and he was only productive for one year in college in a made-up system. Yeah. might go like 29th. That, yes, that got Robert Griffin third the Heisman. It's the Baylor yeah. offense. It's yeah. the most ridiculous he's, hype for a first-round quarterback I've ever seen. He's
3: actually the same age as Sam Darnold, I think. Hennon Hooker? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's five years older than Zach Wilson. <laughs> um,
1: why can't Indy, we talked about Houston, mm-hmm. why does Indy have to take a QB? What's so special about their season that's coming up? It's like, looking great yeah. for them? Why not just suck again? Ownership. <laughs>
2: again, I, I, I say it's a similar answer. Yeah. I would say it's ownership putting pressure on the general manager. Chris Ballard now has had five starting quarterbacks in five seasons and has not they've won one playoff game, I wanna say, in five years. And so yeah. the 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 proof of the pudding's in the Eaton. Like you you've been cycling in veterans and it hasn't worked. Are you going to put a sixth veteran? But a couple
1: in? of those veterans, they could have just asked us what we thought, and we would have said yeah. that's not going to work. <laughs> Philip Rivers is washed up. Matt that's, Ryan that's is that's washed up. That's the unfair
2: up. thing about it is that Ballard now takes heat for like Wentz, which really was probably mostly Reich. But um, it, oh, right, yeah, yeah. Jim Irsey at this point is 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 I think like, like Jim, what would you give the
1: odds on the on Wentz, Ryan, and Phil Rivers? Being like multi-round playoff quarterbacks for the Colts, I drank
2: like, I, I the tea on Matt Ryan a little bit. I did I too. Believed. I did too I a little bit
3: because he actually put up numbers the year before, and, and then was, all of a sudden the, the age R cliff, was gone. <laughs> the age cliff, it was well, he, he managed to, it, yeah.
1: Ram it up my gambling butthole a couple times with the, <laughs> in the beginning that of the season. That Chiefs game
2: week four? Oh my he, he, goodness. He, he had a couple... The Chiefs had the, they had the, the fumble. That was when the Chiefs couldn't return a kick.
1: He did this thing where he would just suck for two and a half hours yeah. and then would all
3: of a sudden turn into a 2017 bat Ryan again. Yeah, yeah. Was so irritating. Is there... A, now that I'm thinking about it though, is there any chance they don't take a quarterback? The I, move
1: is not to take a quarterback. Why? New,
3: new coach? If, get an awesome player. I just want to... If I have a top five
1: pick... I either want to come out with a franchise QB or an awesome player. But the the
2: class is bad. (laughs) It's bad class. Which, like, at four, they could get Will Anderson, Jalen Carter... Bijan, put Bijan back there with Jonathan Taylor. Oh my but god! But like, okay, put Jalen Carter next to DeForest Buckner. You're you're walking into next year, great. Starting Sam Ellinger and just everybody knows you're you're dead meat. Gardner's you know there.
3: Gardner Minshew, baby.
2: Oh my heavens! I can't. <laughs> this is my <laughs> answer to everything. Yeah, this That's is why, you just why trade have, for Lamar I Jackson. Gardner Minshew. Is this why he's well, have, advocating for Minchu. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get, we're
1: set. <laughs> Although my Minshew stock took a hit after yeah. that one game. Same. Game. I was there with you. What was that one?
2: Well, he played against he Dallas. Stunk. They scored like 34. And but then, then the next States. game he stunk. Yeah, 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 and they were pretty bad.
1: No, I was, I was going to say, just take the best guy and then trade for Lamar.
2: I'm I'm always on board with all things that end with and then trade for Lamar. That, that, just, that trade for Lamar the is the owners aren't. for every, yes. every
3: team. They're the favorite Lamar team other than the Ravens, right?
2: They're high in the the odds. The Patriots are high in the odds. The cool. Falcons are still up there. I guarantee
1: you yeah. the Patriots won't trade for Lamar Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> it will never happen.
2: What do you hope the Patriots do?
1: You really want to do, want to go down do that. this yeah, now?
2: Yeah. I'm curious.
1: <laughs> Here's my theory. Okay. Based on some, some, some birdies. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Belcheck craft is lasting much longer. Okay. And I don't think this will be the year that they trade backwards and, oh, we got a 2024 second mm-hmm. because right. we moved back 11 spots. I think it'll be much more aggressive this year. I think so, cause too. Because this could be, the, could be the beginning of the end. And I, the Mac Jones thing is not awesome. Kraft wanted Zappy to be the starting quarterback the second half of the season. I, there's a lot of weird Mac stuff. And I, I'm just, I'm honestly prepared for anything. I might actually, Kyle, I might actually watch the draft with you. I know we haven't hung out. We haven't hung out since you made me sick for a week and a half. But a rough road. Um, but we might have to watch the draft together. Um, the uh, I'm just prepared for anything. What do I hope they do? Mm-hmm. I hope they get one of these awesome guys that falls down to 14. That sounds great. There's like blue chippers. Anderson, Wilson, Carter, Skoronsky, Witherspoon, Gonzalez, Bijan, Robinson, right? That's seven. Mm-hmm. You figure all of those will go before them, right? Gonzalez the-
2: might get outside the top 10, but everybody else, yeah, they'll go
1: they're going to get somebody good and then the tight end who I Danny and I both really like I, I studied him on YouTube for 7 minutes looks great know. yeah he's talking the, he's the he's you he looks right like there. a three down tight end which is mm-hmm. like how many of those are there how many three down tight ends are there
2: not Hunter Henry not John New Smith um <laughs> 7 6 yeah that's what I was say. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah
1: if I'm going to pick pick a tight end in the first round I want to make sure they play every down mm-hmm. I he, mean he, I would, I like yeah. Friermuth
2: I would say Fryermuth
1: yeah is fucking out he's there He's like
2: Friermuth Jacked up bonus, like, yeah, like Rich Man's oh. Friar Yeah, Wow. <laughs> sounds great. <laughs> We're cooking. I just think you don't take first round tight ends in general, and this class has just got tight ends. I Well, roof. we There's agree. So yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I think you have to look at I it like a, a fantasy like draft or yeah. how the free agent salary stuff goes.
2: You watch any, uh, you watch any Zay Flowers yet, the wide receiver out of Boston College? Oh, I'm aware of. Oh, okay, I'm aware <laughs> okay. of <laughs> I'm trying to make sure, make sure <laughs> Zay. My dad's Zay was on the radar. The pay- the Pats met with Zay like at the Shrine Bowl, at the Combine. At the local day, they brought him in for a visit. They've hung out with Zay Flowers many times over the last month.
1: I think it's possible, and and I do think, I do think they'll go. They could go scope position. I think, knowing Belichick, just how he thinks about this shit, if Bijan Robinson fell out of the top like eight, I this think they would thing. get aggressive. I'd yeah,
3: this it. is a thing that people <laughs> are talking about already. Um, does that really move the needle for them a lot though? Yes.
1: Well, here, so they got Romandre. I'd be a hypocrite because I was uh, the number one Saquon Barkley defending that you got to <laughs> do this. I remember, it was him versus Darnold. And it was like, nobody thinks Darnold's that good. Take the awesome transcendent running back. And he just got hurt. But he's still really good. He's still mm-hmm. really valuable. I thought he was a winning player last year. Maybe he doesn't need to go too. But it seems like Bijan Robinson is even more highly thought of than Barkley was, right? He's on the same.
2: Yeah. It's on
3: the same level. Most people, I think,
2: are like, yeah, like it's him or Barkley. I like him more than Barkley. Uh, I don't think he's going to obviously go that early because we're kind of in a different era. There's no Dave Gettleman in the league anymore. (laughs) Even though vindicated Dave Gettleman, franchise tax take on Barkley, extension for Daniel Jones, all right? Dave called it. But regardless, uh, I think Bijan's more like going, I think eight to the Falcons is where you start the clock. Mm -hmm. I think like. That's stupid. They can't do that. No, they would. They can do it. It'd be sick. <laughs> no, come on. Can you you already did that
1: with Kyle Pitts. Think, Your whole
3: team stinks. Think about
2: every single one of their skill position players being just way bigger than all the other teams' skill I positions. Want to That's see their, their whole
3: playoff. I want to live in this world. Giant tight end. Yeah.
2: Giant receivers. Drake London, Mac Collins. We have a, already have a big running back, Cordell Patterson. Second big running Who's back, Cordell right? Patterson. Desmond Ritter, Ritter baby. My he boy. He was terrible last He season. was not. He, he was okay. He's okay. Yes. He's Stalklaster. <laughs> he what are you guys talking about? He was settling into NFL speed. <laughs> he was not good. There was a second down play-action throw against the Saints It was sick. <laughs> <Flint>. <laughs> What's One
1: the Flint. most fun B. John Robinson team? It's got to be the Eagles, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. That causes actual yeah. riot.
3: Yeah. Eagles I, or Bengals if he falls that far, but he's not falling that far. No. because yeah, oh,
1: yeah, yeah. there's been some Joe Mixon might not be back buzz. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah.
3: Or like,
1: yeah. would he take a pay cut buzz? There's
2: a lot of... Alabama running back Jameer Gibbs is going to make it into the first round conversation over the last week. And I think the team that's going to do that is the Bengals. Mm. They're at the end of round one. Um, Eagles, Bijan is fascinating because everybody immediately says, well, Howie would never take a running back that early. Howie took Miles Sanders at 53 out of Penn State, right? And when you go and you look at where the top of the running back class is going most years, like you have your Josh Jacobs, your Saquon Barkley's, you're typically seeing beginning of the second round, right? That's where yeah. you have Jonathan Taylor's and your Nick Chubbs and your Brees Halls and your J.K. Dobbins, like a lot of general managers, analytics-oriented guys, too, start taking running backs in the second round. Howie has not historically devalued running back the way, like Howie's never taken a first-round corner ever. That's a premium position, so of course he would. No, he, he hasn't done it, and running back is taking it in round two. So I don't think Bijan's off the table. I do think they're posturing. I think they want Jalen Carter. I think that's that's their whole plan, and that's the direction they'd like to go. No, you can trade up, right? Yeah. Yeah, that, there, there's there's a lot of Eagles are looking at small trade-ups conversation, and I think that's mostly for Jalen Carter. So the
1: two teams that should unquestionably trade back, this is going to be another one of my questions, are yeah. Arizona and Vegas. Vegas just needs players. Mm-hmm. Arizona needs players, and they don't care about this year anyway, and they're stuck with quarterback. It's not like they can take one because they just gave Kyler all that money. So it does feel like three is probably too high for Jalen Carter, but 7 seven yeah. isn't. Yeah, throw them like what would that be like a hot, like a like a third ten to and seven. like a future fourth? Yeah, to move up three yeah,
2: spots, a couple minutes. You're doing yeah. you're doing a pick like in inside like forty to sixty, forty to seventy, and then something on top. Um, yeah, it's funny the Cardinals and the Raiders boards are extremely similar because it's Monty Austin Fort and Dave Ziegler. It's just two Patriots cast off guys, and so it's weird. Yeah, there's so been, many
1: great drafts from us lately. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. and uh, it's interesting because Cardinals definitely should trade back. Raiders have been a trade-up rumor team because people think about them going for a quarterback. And when you go to link, okay, who are they trading up with? The Cardinals at three are the team that makes the most sense. Cardinals move back. They still got one of their guys. Obviously, the GMs know each other. And then the Raiders get whoever the third quarterback is. I don't know who the Raiders like at quarterback. Why would the Raiders trade up? What would be the point of that? That like Daniels, one, yeah.
1: To me McDaniels is a firing possibility if they suck again this year
3: because of mm-hmm. well that's why how man. last year played to out to get a quarterback right
2: yeah this is the no, this they, is the one where like does that buy they, them yeah. time
3: they got a quarterback yeah
2: you know this is the sort one where of. like this is the one where like with Houston <laughs> with Houston I'm like all right take a quarterback protect the GM's job with Colts I'm like all right take a quarterback protect the GM's job the Raiders is the one where I'm like stop <laughs> prove that Josh McDaniel can do anything in terms of like coaching a team to to success <laughs> and then we'll go and give the guy a guy but I, I with the Raiders I'm absolutely I, I wouldn't be doing it if I were running the team but well, he, they've looked into the quarterback class I, you know, they tried to trade up for one overall
1: I like McDaniels but he had the greatest quarterback of all time the entire time mm-hmm. that he succeeded it helps. and it's really hard to yeah unhinged that from whatever success he had. Won an
2: overtime playoff game with Tim Tebow, baby. That's that's, that's the second <laughs> he also jewel. drafted I Tim I bet Tebow. on that game. Yeah. <laughs> how uh, <it>
1: go? <laughs> most fun dot dot dot. Most fun B. John Robinson team. Is Eagles. it the Eagles? Yeah. What's the backup choice?
2: Titans? And that's yeah. not fun because like he's the, on a nothing shit is team fun just there. It's funny, it's funny to me because the football nerds would be really upset. So that's just exclusive. That's for my enjoyment. Falcons uh, are really fun though. Lions? Lions on
3: the team. Well, it'd be they fun, can. though. It would be. Falcons are really fun. <laughs>
2: Falcons would be fun. They Falcons run the ball would,
3: a lot. I would love to see the Falcons with Pitts, London, and just, Like That would be so just fun. Just
2: elite off-the-bus team. It's yeah. looking great walking into the stadium. They're losing by 14. Yeah. Love Most
3: it. fun Richardson
2: team? Lions? Colts? Lions, no. Lions, 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 Lions. Or
3: Seahawks, but I'm totally biased on that. Lions I would, would be sick. I don't know if I would do that if I was the
1: Lions because I think they have a chance to make the Super Bowl this year. With Jerkoff? I do. I think they have yeah. a chance. In the in the NFC, NFC. I, 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 I think that I, I think that it. conference is weak. Did they have a chance? Jared Goff in the playoffs, man.
3: That's fine. Every every quarterback gets hurts for uh for the 49ers. It's just like inevitable. So what, what are the 49ers dude, quarterback oh, you are saying they gotta the get the past yeah, the 49ers. I was like,
2: golf is on the Rams, dude.
3: <laughs> Brock Purdy was
1: in the NFC title yeah. game. All yes. the fucking bet all bets <laughs> are off. Right. I'm prepared for yeah. anything. So I don't know. I think mm-hmm. Detroit's If you're just going roster talent, Eagles are one. Who's two in the NFC? Dallas, I would say. San Francisco. Oh, San Francisco
2: and Dallas. And Detroit.
1: That's probably your top four, right?
2: Yeah. Green Bay's got a lot of talent, but a lot of it's in like weird spots. Yeah, I would say that's your top four.
3: This is a crazy
2: conference. It's terrible. Wide open. All the good quarterbacks are in the other conference. The Lions are at such an unbelievable precipice for this reason. Rodgers is out of the division. The conference is super weak. They have every piece around quarterback built beautifully wide receiver room good offensive of line incredible defense improving they have a great dc they kept ben johnson their offensive coordinator young yeah. offensive coordinator yeah. started doing the head coaching cycle they said stop interviewing folks come back here staying in detroit they gave him a huge contract we have they, they extended aaron glenn they have got their coordinators in place everything is in place and they have six and they have 20 if there is a time to go get the quarterback <laughs> you're never gonna have this good of draft capital again but, but you're gonna two be two first good. rounders you're gonna at 18 they have Oh, yes, they have six and eight. 18. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Six and
1: 18 is like six is like an impact starter mm-hmm. and 18 is a starter on top of all the other talent they have. They need. I would go for it. I would not they pick need a talent QB. on defense. And I thought I mean. Goff was good last year. I don't know. I th- I think it so makes yeah. sense on that team.
2: I'm pro Goff. But so let's let's say like uh, the Lions were about 500 last year, right? And they came around the bend really nicely. Let's say they draft Will Anderson at six and they draft Whew, a sick. defensive tackle, Brian Breezy, Kalaji one of these guys at, at 18. Uh, they're adding a couple of wins. I, I, I think well, they, that's a lot, isn't it? Okay, they win the NFC North. I don't think it moves the needle for them up into like the Eagles, Cowboys, Niners tier. Right. Relative, and I don't I think you you're capped with Goff. You would have said that
1: about the Eagles last April. So when what? they the Eagles were plus 200 to win the NFC yeah. East, remember?
2: We knew a little bit less about Jalen Hurts then than we know about Jared Goff now. We yeah. got data yeah. on Jared Goff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we they I, didn't have I, the yeah. push play. Yeah. I, I for me, like, <laughs> we didn't know <laughs> that, that was the key. Yet. That was yeah. the key. I, I to me like a team with Goff as the starting quarterback is capped. And I think that the Lions have to know that this is their they are never gonna have capital like this again to go get a quarterback. I think they're they are the team to me that like if they just completely pass on quarterback, it'll I just be don't a big love the
1: quarterback, down. so I'd rather go for the right. starter. The problem is is Goff. they're probably
2: gonna go take Will Anderson, then take Hennon Hooker at 18. I'm gonna lose my mind. I'm gonna be screaming <laughs> at the television for the next at that two point, years. Trade,
1: for Trey, trade 18 for Trey Lance. Trey Lance is great for the Lions.
2: Everybody's great for the Lions. They have unbelievable pass protection. They have a quarterback from the offense. Just get somebody, anybody. It's not Jared Goff and Nate Sudfeld.
1: <laughs> Definite, unquestionable blue chippers. I think we we talked about this, but I just wanted to get this down: Anderson, Wilson, Carter, Skaransky, Witherspoon, Gonzalez,
3: Bijan Robinson. Would you throw the tight end in there? Mm, I wouldn't say he's a blue chip. I would throw Jackson Smith and Jigba in there. I think you he's, throw him in. I think he's a blue throw him chip in? talent.
2: I don't think so. I think I think he's 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 a good slot receiver. That makes I think some a
3: dark red
1: chipper.
2: Yeah, I, I, right if, with the caliber of receiver talent in the league right now, I think you just need more. So
1: we only have seven guys then. Plus, however, you feel about the quarterbacks. Yeah. And that's like its own. Yeah.
2: I would take Tyree Wilson out too, for me. Just he's got injury stuff. He's super old. He's 23. He didn't start producing until he was old. He's got some red flags on him. Oh, yeah. But so the league loves him. Six.
3: Yeah. This it's, is the problem with this draft. There's not a good class. Several blue chippers and then like 70 pretty good players. So, yeah. Philly should trade up. <laughs>
2: I, I, they should
1: I,
3: use 10 and try
1: to they should, get it to at least 7
2: right to go get Carter and then if they can't they should trade back right it's kind of like if you can get up there get up there but if you can't 10 is awkward right mm-hmm. like their best options is if they hang at 10 and like Bijan already goes and Carter already goes is like take a tackle in case Lane Johnson retires in two years like yeah. that's you know Peter Skronsky to ride Champagne the bench problems, and maybe be geez. the starting guard yeah exactly Eagles got a good <laughs> roster No um, go way. yeah I would even say like you have Devon Witherspoon there the Illinois corner he's 180 pounds yeah. You, you don't see corners this late. It's Jair Alexander and Denzel Ward in terms of like top five, top ten picks at corner go in this early at this size. Yeah. And so it's outliers. Know, like, Even the 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 blue chippers in this class got got flags. It is not a strong class. Yeesh,
1: it's deep though. Of course, this is the year the Pats have the 14th pick. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be a fun graphic. All right, so let's end there. Who do the Pats take? It's really all I care about.
2: I think the Pats. Kyle. I think the Pats uh, trade up. I think they get Will Levis. Ooh, I love that. Jesus. Really? <laughs>
3: Just threw that at yeah. him. How high would you have to trade up?
2: Two. Or three. Really? Yep. Because you think know. Houston's going to the, take them unless... The, the Colts at four have told everybody with an ear, we love Olafs, can't wait to take Isn't yeah, four. That like, We're so excited.
3: Isn't that a red flag? <laughs> they yeah, went to the yes. New York Jet School of <laughs> Poker. Yeah.
2: We are taking We love Aaron Rodgers. Here's what we would give up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And so I think that if you want Will Levis, you have to own a pick one, two, three, or four. You got to own one of those selections. I think he's gone by four. Wow. I kind of, I, yeah. You're or probably Zayf right. <laughs>
3: You're probably right, but I'm still, I, I'm just like, I'm like Will Levis is going to fall a little. I think he's going to fall
2: a NFL loves Will Levis. <sighs> Prepares well. Oh works God. hard. This sounds horrible. Tough. They uh. Good there's, handshake. There's, there's, tough. A, there's a great NFL. Uh, Mac Jones a, was tough. A, yeah, there's a great anonymous scout quote where it's like, he had to get in NFL play calls in the huddle. It was great. And he can get, speak the get, language. Getting the play calls in is so it's like the long wordy Shanahan play calls. Oh, we love the way he got the play calls in. So he just... <laughs> NFL teams He literally relayed them yes. into the players. NFL teams do not yeah. want to draft NFL quarterbacks. They want to draft guys who seem like NFL quarterbacks. And Will Levis just seems like he'd be a good NFL quarterback.
3: <laughs> I don't know. I just can't...
1: I'm still... I don't know how to feel about Mac Jones because they just took his second season and <laughs> covered it in dog shit. It. <laughs> flushed it. And had the... Dumbest, worst offensive strategy game to game of any Pats team since I was like in college. So it's hard for me to say like, oh, Mac, like if I was another team, I would be trying to trade for Mac Jones because I'm like, there might be something here. This guy, Matt Patricia, his offensive coordinator. Right. Like the Raiders, they signed out. What's his face? That Jacoby Myers that Kyle loved. He would just catch the ball and get tackled. We had no guys on the team that could catch the ball and actually like run an extra five, six yards.
2: Yeah. Nelson I when couple. he bought it could go. Well,
3: but. he wouldn't even catch it yeah. half the time. Do you think Stroud is Mac Jonesy a little? Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, but I would say Mac has better like pocketbook work. Mac's a little bit more compact. Like quicker right. release too. Stroud is gangly. Stroud is Stroud is is souped up golf.
3: I know that's Yeah. Early in the process, we were kind of comping him to to golf a little bit and that... That's a red flag. Yeah. <laughs> not I don't think he's golf. I think he's closer to like a Dak Prescott. He's just but
2: he's not creative. Like Dak's creative. Yeah. And I and I Dak too. It's just he doesn't create as much. He doesn't generate as much offense on his own.
3: But you in your charting, he's super accurate. Extremely accurate. That's the thing.
2: You want to be accurate throw the ball to Marvin Harrison Jr. He make you look real accurate. No, He's got seriously fine adjustments.
3: The best collection of college receivers Buka, of all time. Yeah. yeah.
1: One last point. I'm gonna whisper it because it's why doesn't Miami need a quarterback?
2: Uh, they don't got to pick. They do to get a quarterback. Yeah. yeah.
1: Tom Brady. But why are they never mentioned in the teams that might need a quarterback conversation? Like Tua yeah. talked about this multiple times. But Tua, they came out Tua thought about retiring after last season. Like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I don't think that's a stable lock him down for the next five yeah. years thing and at Teddy all. And they is, have a good uh, team that they went all in on.
2: Yeah, and Teddy's a free agent. so they have Teddy's my, not that good either. They brought in Mike White, and so right now the room is, is Tua, Legend. Mike White, and Skylar Thompson. So technically they have a room. They don't like need to add a body. Like The Lions only have two guys in the room right now. They like have to draft somebody to put them in there. Brady's going to come back.
1: I'm just telling you guys. I don't to want Miami. this. Brady's coming back.
2: To Miami? It's to somewhere. He's coming back. <laughs> I don't want this.
1: <laughs> Miami. I, who knows? Would it? Like honestly, would you bet your life that he wouldn't come back to the Pats? No,
2: I wouldn't bet my life on no. anything Tom Brady related. Have you seen Brady? He's started He's, go to the, he's super already weird. bored, yeah. I want him to go to the Raiders and take Garoppolo's job. Oh my god. And then have him <laughs> get traded. another
1: possibility for him. That would be funny. That'd be really yeah, funny. I, I just feel, remember that year when the, what team tried to get Drew Brees to come back in like November? With after he retired, it was like somebody's QB got hurt. Oh, right. I always love these like, stories oh. where they, oh. they, they, they try to they talk did, him yeah, and coming Rivers, back. They,
2: did, they did that with, with and they Rivers, did, Same too. thing with Philip Rivers. Yeah, 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 and I just yeah. feel
1: mm-hmm. like somebody will get hurt in like September, October, and then the Tom Brady stories will start. There's no way he's not throwing every day. No way. <laughs> <Yes>? None. Zero. <laughs> yeah. Right now, he's throwing to some guy in the Bahamas. Just like, hold on one more. Can you one was more? His clothing one more? line that doing one? well? I don't think anything's going that well with TV. <laughs> yes. I, will, I will say 80 versus Brady was pretty
2: good. Oh, yeah. I forgot I did a movie. Yeah, yeah, my, uh,
1: my wife I and her friends, they, they all got together and they watched it and they really liked it.
3: I thought the preview I'd was say. an SNL like, skit. I thought it was fake when I saw it. <laughs> it's, he, he actually, I thought it was like one of those shorts from SNL. I did too. <laughs> yeah.
1: it's, it's like totally watchable. <laughs> it's just—it's an awesome. old actress movie. It's like here's a bunch of old actresses that have had a lot of plastic surgery, and they're gonna try to go to this Pats game. All right. I'll then, is uh, Brady Tom Brady in it. In throw it. Throw yeah, it on in the on the Brady way has seeds. Right. Yeah. Oh, there is no way you won't enjoy eighty versus Brady. <laughs> right. I'm excited. Right. I can't wait. One hundred percent promise. Movie connoisseur that I am, <laughs> I'll watch it with a discerning eye. All right, good to see you guys. So we're gonna NFL draft show. You guys are there all week. You're also on the Philly special. Yep, and. uh, I, it's going to be an interesting, interesting week for yeah. both of you guys.
2: Yeah, it's a chaos draft, which is a ton of fun, but also very worrisome mm-hmm. because you got to be pre- prepared for everything.
1: Yep. Good to see you. You too. well. Okay. Thanks. This episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. Summer is all about fun vacations, but I know that being away from home can be stressful. So many things can happen. That's why I like to recommend Simply Safe, award-winning security that can help give you peace of mind when you're away. The only thing you should worry about while i are on vacation is having too much fun having my home. It's great. Couldn't work better. I think simply safe is the best because it comes with a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. It's backed by 24 seven professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. It's given me, my family, many others, real peace of mind. I'm waiting to have it too. try it out. A 60 day money back guarantee. No contracts right now. Get 20% off any Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com slash BS. That is Simply Safe with 2S, SimplySafe.com slash BS. There's no safe like Simply Safe. This episode is brought to you by Lincoln in the all-new 2024 Nautilus Hybrid, featuring a customizable 48-inch panoramic display, available Revel audio system, and available perfect position front seats with active motion massage. Oh my God. The world isn't wide enough. Visit lincoln.com to learn more. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford or its affiliates. All right, taping this part of the podcast. It is almost 11.30 a.m. Pacific time. Joe House is here. David Jacoby is here. We're gonna talk some basketball playoffs. I went to the Laker game last night. We can start there and just do a big picture LeBron thing. We could talk about Jimmy Butler putting the bucks to the precipice. Let's start there, actually, because somebody asked me today, a well-respected basketball person, whether Butler was in the pyramid for me yet. And I went on a big deep dive, and he's not there yet because the resume was actually a little worse than I remember, but yet the impact is way bigger than I remember. He's only had three third-team All-NBAs, I think he's going to get second team this year, right? So only once in any season was he considered one of the 10 best players in the league. It'll be this year, probably because Durant got hurt some other guys. Six All-Stars, five second team All-Defense. And yet the playoff stuff, Jacoby, that's what stands out. Like 2013, his first series, they beat the Nets in seven, then they lost to Miami in five, and he did a good job on LeBron. This was early Jimmy Butler. We're like, who's this guy? 2015, second round, Lost to Cleveland in six. Same thing. Good job on LeBron. So he's on the map. 2019, the Philly series, he felt like the biggest alpha on that Philly team. They lose in seven. 2020, that was the finals run last year against Boston. If he knocks out Milwaukee, where does this put him for
4: you? Well, first of all,
1: let's go Knicks! Right? Because, <laughs> we'll
4: get to them. A, We're getting
5: to them later. But there, this is related because I'm watching this series as someone rooting for the Knicks, thinking, oh, my God, we could draw the heat and, like, host a game one and potentially a game seven in Madison Square Garden because I definitely don't want to play against Giannis. And then you're watching last night's game, you're like, I don't want to play against Jimmy Butler either like those two threes he hit he can't he's not a jump shooter but in the moment he's hitting these threes he has these performances game five in the bubble i'll never forget it'll be forgotten forever because lebron ended up winning game six but game five in the bubble was just toe-to-toe heavyweight fight trading punches with one of the best players ever and last night he's played he played like i don't know like, like 75 minutes or something but the energy that he has at the end of the game he's hanging on the rim he's screaming at the top of his lungs this is my shit I don't even know what it means. Like the arena is his shit. Miami's shit. Beating people in the playoffs is his shit. French time. Yeah. I don't know what his shit is, but I, I respect it. He's like turned, he morphs into like a mythical creature from time to time in the playoffs that just cannot be stopped. And I was literally watching it, rooting for the Knicks, wondering like, I don't want to play against Giannis or Jimmy Butler in the next round at all. See,
1: just rooting for plan plan C, which doesn't exist. Yeah. You get one of those two. How? who does he remind you of? Historically somebody who's just better when it matters.
4: Yeah, so I was trying to find some some comps, uh, and I went deep into the basketball reference and so on and so forth. Weirdly, like the closest I could come up with, and it doesn't really, it's not a great match, it felt like maybe Kawhi, because mm. Kawhi really made his bones on the playoff stage. He won that uh, finals MVP early in his career. And then went and validated that by another finals MVP for an entirely different team. Um, Our view of Kawhi now is probably permanently impaired by the fact that he just can't play any longer, and it's a bummer. But, like, I I can't think of another player who so dramatically... You know, I tried to talk you out of Jimmy Butler on all-NBA second team for the season, because I was mad at him and mad at the Heat for the garbage team that they were all regular season. They yeah. should have not. The Brooklyn Nets should not have been in the playoffs this year. They were in the playoffs because the Heat basically let them in. The Heat hosted them right down the stretch in a game in Miami and and were up, uh, you know, considerably in the first half and then had their worst defensive performance of the year. Setting all that aside, though. The, the the vision that we have of Jimmy Butler and it was really super enhanced by the bubble because it was really like we're, we were living in in that covid moment the, those NBA games at least for me I couldn't look forward to them anymore it was like yeah. the thing that I was looking forward to every day and, and Jimmy Butler showed up you know through that whole series and and established himself as as an all-timer he's got to be in the pyramid I think
1: yeah well we'll see if he can finish off milwaukee hey so I was thinking about um, a guy near and dear to your heart house, Bobby D.
4: Yeah.
1: Who was really good, but then in the postseason could levitate with some of the greats, right? He beat George Gervin. They came back from three, one in that series. Like he, he, even though he wasn't considered a superstar, he could go toe to toe with the superstars. And I, I think that's what makes Butler special to me. Like when I think of his career, like, and this goes back to those early bulls things that I mentioned, like, Against LeBron, it doesn't feel like that much of a mismatch. You know, against Giannis, it feels like he can go toe-to-toe. Against the young boys in Boston, he was going toe-to-toe with them, too. And I think that's kind of his legacy. When it matters, he rises to the occasion. A little like Dave Jacoby. That's that's how I feel about, <laughs> about you and pickup. Same thing. Um, but I do think that's a skill, man. And it's almost like you have to think of other sports. Like, there's been baseball guys that have been like this, right? Like, Schilling was like this. Schilling was a really Mm. good pitcher, but in the postseason was better, you know, and and maybe maybe that's the way to think of it. But I didn't expect him to have him on my legacy card, Jacoby, because you think like going to the playoffs, there were all these storylines we had. And I thought I was the last one to shut the lights and close the door with the heat. I had the lights on and the heat running the whole season. Zombie heat. Watch out. I know they're lingering. Even I like I. I locked the doors, I turned the lights off, I turned the heat off, I put the alarm on. I was out. I was the last one out. And in two
5: (laughs) weeks, they flipped it. Last year, when they played the Hawks in the playoffs, they just completely outsmarted that team and made Trey Young look like a child. And in that playing game, I was like, oh, this is going to be, the heat are going to blow them out. When I saw that playing game against the Hawks, I I was with you. I was under the covers, under the bed. All the lights are off. The heat are done. Don't, you put not only did we bury them, we covered the grave, and grass has now fully grown on top of the grave. There's no yeah. way they're coming back after that playing game. So to to sit here and celebrate Jimmy Butler the way we are, like he is, he was in that game too. You know, you know what I mean. So the, that's the part of with the Kawhi comparison. I understand why you make it because that's sort of like square your shoulders, defense and offense. But like, there's a consistency to Kawhi that Jimmy Butler just doesn't have, which what makes him more
1: exciting. A consistency of not sh- not showing up three games into a series and just disappearing with medical <laughs> issues.
4: I mean that it's an all timer. They, they rested those two guys all season so that Kawhi could play two playoff games. Congratulations! But I I had this opportunity with two of the great conspiracy theorists of our time, oh, Bill Simmons yeah. and David Jacoby. Yeah. Is there any possibility that the Heat, looking at the con, they because they had three possibilities they could have played. The Sixers, oh. they could have played the Celtics and they could have played Milwaukee down the stretch. Like they were in control of the dead, their destiny and where they landed in that. Is there any possibility they said, you know what? We want the bucks. The bucks are bitches. We we can go take the bucks lunch <laughs> money. The-, let- the bucks out Whoa. of all those teams. Is that a
1: possibility? I will say this watching that game yesterday and i went to the laker game yesterday so i literally didn't watch the heat game till this morning which was actually more fun cuz i what well, i i was expecting something in my head and it was the opposite the bucks were just up by 10 the whole game they're better and then and then in a in a flip it it switched and coach bud i don't know what he was doing there was like a 12-0 run 13-0 run he was just standing there enjoying it with the rest of us but I did wonder watching it, is the hero, losing hero, actually not that bad for them? Because all it did was, it just put the ball in Butler's hands and Bam's hands the whole time. And then everybody else kind of knew who they were. You know, whereas hero, you got to get him involved. He might get hot. He takes over a half a quarter. I know he's better than everyone else in that team. But the team they had around it and the fact that Duncan Robinson, zombie Duncan, got revived. Right. He had he has like Max Struess's right arm. He's using now. He like grab something. But um the team kind of made sense watching it. It was the first time I've watched them all year where I'm like, all right, this is who they are. Ball flows through Butler and Bam and everybody else a role player. Kyle Lowry's just diving under people and stuff. If I'm the Bucks, and I watched that la especially the fourth quarter carefully, like I liked all the shots they got. Like Giannis missed like a little eight foot jump hook. He missed his little lefty running layup that he always makes. Middleton missed a couple wide-open shots that I thought were good. Drew made one, missed one. But for the most part, I like the shots I got. So if I'm them, Jacob's, I'm thinking like, all right, fluke game. Butler's like a 33% three-point shooter. He made some threes. We missed some shots we usually make. We were up. We relaxed. We still have this series. And yet I think the Heat are going to be really hard to beat three times in a row. There's too much variance with them.
5: If you look at all the three one series, the the Knicks and the Heat are the only sort of like live ones as we tape this right now. And I would say yeah. that the the Heat, I would say, are 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 on the pun intended the hottest seat when it comes to teams that are up right now in this moment three one, because the, the Bucks were just better in that game. Like it it took like a, a Herculean mythical task for Jimmy but from Jimmy Butler in the end of that game to win it. And like the Giannis turned into the Steve Nash. He's like throwing no look passes and stuff. Like I don't know what that was. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was like, where did this where did Giannis start throwing no look passes? He's just like spraying the ball over to open shooters and 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 Lopez underneath the the bucket. Like this, you can see a world in which they get blown out in game five, like they got blown out in game two. You know Miami's goes down to the wire, and guess what? Jimmy Butler might miss the three, like he did against the Celtics last year. And then you're on the road in Game Seven. Like, I can see a world in which the Bucks end up getting through this series, and and that's rarely the case in a three one series.
4: So I agree with Jacoby's assessment there, but I think the Bucks are in trouble, and and it's for a couple of different reasons. In the first place, the Bucks' vulnerability over the course of the season was defending the three. The Heat were one of the three worst teams in the entire NBA is shooting the three. Now, magically, over these four games, they all of a sudden could shoot. They're leading the entire playoffs in offense. They were the 25th team in offense entering the playoffs. They're first right now, number one in offense. And part of it, I'm not knocking. This is not uh, uh, for the purposes of slandering Drew Holiday. But he is this the the tip of the spear. He's defended Jimmy Butler as the primary defender on 173 possessions thus far, and Jimmy Butler is shooting 56% and has 49 points with Drew Holiday as his primary defender. The Bucks aren't defending the way the Bucks need to defend. Now they can change it, and it can be. I agree with Jacoby's sake, I honestly think the Bucks are going to absolutely decimate the Heat uh, tomorrow night, Wednesday night. Um, but you know, I, I don't like the formula and the point about Harrow being out, uh, you know, the another guy stepping up, um, uh, Caleb they, Martin, Caleb Martin was sick last night, right down he the was stretch. Awesome. And Miami yeah. scored 30 points with six minutes left in the game from six minutes to the end. 30 points in the second half of the fourth quarter. I mean, that's, that, that's it's, that's it's big a chip on stuff. the
1: shoulder team. The Bucs are plus 110 on FanDuel to win the series, which I thought was interesting. I, I'm yeah. glad you brought up the Holiday thing because to me, some of the issues with the Bucs, and again, I like the shots they're getting offensively, but there's strategy stuff with them that I just don't understand. Like you mentioned Drew Holiday's been guarding Butler the whole time. Why? You have Giannis.
4: Put, well, they they, that, they only have Giannis, Giannis, Giannis back yesterday. Night. Yeah.
1: Well, they had him for game one too. Put Giannis on Butler. Like take out Butler or at least make... Make make him have to work with the honest. The the thing that shocked me yesterday, especially in the second half, was how easily he was going by Middleton. Because mm-hmm. I think Middleton, a couple years ago, I wouldn't say he was like an all defense defender, but he was a good above average defender. And now he can't stay in front of everybody. You go on down the line; every single one of those swings is washed up like the three of us. Like we can't. That Like Jay Crowder, Ingles, like none of those guys can stay in front of him. So it, it kind of feels like it has to be Giannis. And in general, like, I don't know, man. Butler, he just seemed like he, he was having a free reign yesterday. Even like there were plays when he would drive and, and kick out to somebody who was wide open. Jacob's, I was looking back at the Butler, kind of the arc of him. Oh, like the, it's was not an re- arc.
5: It's a roller coaster. It's a
1: roller coaster. A roller coaster. Not an Let's arc. call it a it roller coaster. Arc. My bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 2007 with loops, twists. Well, three trades. 2017, traded with Justin Patton to Minnesota for Chris Dunn, Zach Levine, and Lori Marketing. What an action packed trade that was. <laughs> <Ooh>. Levine <laughs> and, and Marketing. Yeah. It, you look back on paper, like Chris Dunn was kind of, I think, the prize of that trade because he'd been the fifth pick. And then it was like Levine's the prize. Now it's like, whoa, Marketing was in that. Um, 2018, when Minnesota had to dump him. All of a sudden that became, he got traded with Justin Patton again in the Sixers for Jared Bayless, Robert Covington, Dario Saric, and a second round pick. Wow. And he was an expiring contract that year. But then here's the one that, I, I, I think I forgot how mad this made me. So he decides he wants to sign with Miami. Miami doesn't mm-hmm. have the cap space for him. Miami's like, well, we need help from Philly and maybe some other teams. So they end up, they make a four-team trade Miami sends their t- 2023 lottery protected first rounder, the Clippers. They send Hassan Whiteside, who, if you remember, had a horrible contract, to Portland. Portland's like, "We'll take him." <laughs> Portland trades Mo Harkless to the Clippers. Clippers are like, "Great, we got Mo Harkless and a first round pick." And then Portland trades Myers Leonard to Miami, and Miami trades Josh Richardson to Philly, and that created the cap space for Jimmy Butler. That's fucking insane. They, Miami gets Jimmy Butler. Everyone else gets Josh Richardson, Hassan Whiteside, <laughs> Mo Harkless, <Harquist>, Myers Leonard. <laughs> I that's remember how trade? highly how highly I thought of Josh Richardson in that moment. I was like, he's going to be a real difference maker in Philadelphia.
5: I remember saying that like in that. that time. I was like, oh, good yeah, trade for Philly. Time, Ch- Richardson like, oh, it's it's cheaper a, a deal, a three and D. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hassan <laughs> Whiteside was acting very strange around that trade too. If you remember
4: some of his behaviors, the the, the truly amazing thing about that trade. Go to any person in your life that's from Philly. And, and ask them about that. Yeah, they, they go nuts. Even, even in the moment, even in the moment, they understood that Brett Brown and the Philly organization was siding with Ben Simmons. They, they they It seemed like Ben Simmons and Jimmy Butler couldn't coexist. And so the trajectory of Ben Simmons won out over Jimmy Butler. And every Philly fan was like, these sons of bitches, they all understood that Jimmy Butler's got that dog in them. And right. they watched it in the playoffs, and he was the primary reason. And he made Joel so much better. And the, even to this minute, any Philly fan in your life, ask him about Jimmy buckets on Philly and leaving leaving Philly for Miami, and and that wager that Philly made on Ben Simmons. Well, I and I misspoke earlier. I, I meant I said they
1: lost to Miami. I meant Toronto before, but in that seven game series against Kawhi, I forgot that Embiid kind of sucked in the series. He shot 37% in a 7-game series against Toronto. He put up 17 and 9. Uh Ben Simmons he averaged 12 and 7. Congratulations. And Tobias was 14 and 9. Butler was 22-7 and 6. And was playing big minutes. He played shit almost 39 minutes a game in that series, but Embiid was A little further away, I think, now when we think about that whole series, and he was sad when Kawhi made it. But he he wasn't even close to the guy he is now. Um, But I also think with Butler, you know, he had just tanked it in Chicago. He had tanked it in Minnesota where he was a real problem. And I think the feeling was that he was never going to turn into this, which is why it just historically it's so hard to find normal comps to this, where somebody who kind of peaks as a player and they're – late, late 20s, early 30s becomes their prime. Like Isaiah Thomas, I was looking at his, Isaiah Thomas' stats the other day, the, the Detroit Isaiah Thomas, the, the Hall of Famer. His career was over by the time he was 29. Like they're in the 1991 playoffs, he's 29, and that's like the end of the Pistons run. He's not even 30 yet.
4: You know uh, What's funny, he's playing with a guy in Kyle Lowry who kind of fits what you're describing. Kyle Lowry, you know, yeah. never made any teams. Uh, all, all NBA, all-star, nothing until they got around to, to being 30, and he was a crucial element to that, to that title, uh, you know, with Kawhi. Well, I, Jacob's, I don't know what to make of ages anymore, because
1: I went to, uh, and we'll, we'll come back at the end to this, to this uh, Milwaukee-Miami series. I went to um, the LeBron game last night. Actually, let's take a break, because I'm going to talk about that. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. I understand that some things you just want to keep private. Maybe it's something you don't want anyone to know, or maybe you think it's something minor. So why bother? But if you keep everything bottled up, if you let those emotions sit there and fester, it could be really, really bad from you. Sometimes it depends on what kind of family you're from. Like my dad's family is one of those. They bottle everything up, bottle everything up, and then they all just get mad at each other. Listen, talking things through is more helpful than you think. If you want a safe space for that conversation, I recommend some therapy. Think about the things you can get out of therapy. First of all, a sounding board. You can learn better coping skills. You can learn how to set some boundaries, maybe how to empower yourself a little better day to day. And if you want to give therapy a try, well, I have an answer, better help. A convenient and flexible way since it's entirely online right now, it's easy to get started too. You can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can get it off your chest. With BetterHelp. Visit betterhelpcom Bill Simmons today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H E L P.comslash Bill Simmons. This episode of the Bill Simmons podcast is brought to you by Honey Stinger. This is a show about sports and culture opinions. But right now, I want to talk sports facts, the data, the stats. Honey Stinger, sports nutrition, trusted by more than 1,500 pro and college teams. That's right, 1,500. That's all 32 pro football teams. That's 39 pro basketball teams, 29 pro baseball teams, and more that prepare, perform, and recover with the delicious taste of Honey Stinger's energy waffles, chews, gels, and bars. Honey Stinger is the one team's trust. Use code SIMMONS for 20% off your first order at honeystinger.com. That is S-I-M-M-O-N-S for 20% off your first order at honeystinger.com. All right, Jacob's. I went to uh, the LeBron game last night. Game four, they beat Memphis in overtime. So fascinating to watch him in person at this stage of his career. The first quarter, we're just watching him. And he's just saving energy every step of the way. It's like watching somebody on like some, hiking Mount Everest, just figuring out little times to stop and have like some nuts and berries, maybe take a pee in the woods. He's just basically running running into the corner and just stopping and doesn't move. Or he comes back, he's on defense, he's guarding David Rod in the corner. And he's just like, I'm not moving. And we're like, this is really interesting. It's like watching this fucking genius just figure out like, all right, any calorie I can save, I need it for later. And then when they started needing him, because Davis was an absolute stiff in the game. Like he God. just was awful. It was worse in person watching him split second late, being super lazy on stuff, and LeBron just kind of sneaking him those side-eyed looks that our wives give us when we leave shit in the sink. He's just just side-eyeing him over and over again. And then LeBron's like, "All right, fuck this. I'm gonna get the rebound." And then he activated the calorie thing and went into aggro mode, and it was unbelievable. Honestly, like age, age year twenty, age thirty eight, you just shouldn't have that kind of energy. And then last thing, Jacob's the layup that he hit. I just, th- those layups are impossible. Those running to the right, Jaron Jackson, and I was sitting on the side where LeBron, where he was doing, was shooting layup from, and we saw Jackson coming over like a fucking shark from Jaws, right? And it's like, I was going to block that. And LeBron's going full speed bouncing off Tillman and lofts it into the air. And it just kind of melts off the backboard and goes in. I'm like, that's like the fucking hardest shot in basketball. And he just made it easy with the second left. All right, that's my LeBron monologue. A couple things on that. Um, shout out to Fairway
5: Rolling, Joe House, prolific golfer. Um, I When I golf, I just try not to hit it in the woods, right? I'm just like, I just don't want to hit it in the woods. I just want to go forward. I want to be able to find the ball, right? But LeBron is like a golfer. Like, oh, this one needs a little fade. I'm going to put a little spin on this. Like, he's just doing it on a different level. He's He's sort of reading the room and saying, who do I need to morph into tonight? to will my team to a victory. Do I need to score 35? Do I need to shoot? Do I need to get other people going? Do I have AD to play with today? And like you can see like he's discovered Which Austin is always Reeves. a question.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He knows early. <laughs> is AD like, showing up today? Is, we is, knew is, in is, the first two minutes. We're like, no, nope, we don't yes. have AD today. You can tell two minutes in. <laughs> you can always tell. You can
5: always tell. And he discovered Austin Reeves. He's like, oh, wait, this white dude can create? He's like, oh, I could take some possessions off and just like let Austin Reeves cook? That's amazing. And on that last shot, like Jared Jackson Jr. is the defensive player of the year for a reason, and and he he was he got over there pretty early, yeah. You know what I mean? Like he was prepared to contest that shot, and LeBron was prepared for him to do it. And you see Dylan Brooks like half like he kind of hedged, he kind of like faint fainted at LeBron. He needs to commit to LeBron and help Tillman. Like it's you can't let Freight Train LeBron go down the middle of the lane like that when you're up by two in the waning seconds with, with his right hand. Like you just can't let him do that. But the There's one, I like that you said the side eye thing about AD because you can feel the energy. Like when LeBron hit that one on Brooks to the left side, he went back to his right. Like that kind of like the, the clincher with the and one. Yeah, he does. He does the flex and scream. And then A.D. also does the flex and scream. And you can see LeBron look at him, be like, you can't flex and scream, bro. No <laughs> right. no flexing and screaming for you, Anthony Davis. You, you got nothing. For at least 20. At you least two 20 in 50 minutes. A, this, is, this is my flex and scream, not your flex and scream. And you'll notice he kind of put his back towards him as he flexed and screamed. So that was that was I'm glad you mentioned the A.D. thing because. You could tell so early whether or not he's there, and if he's not there, he just never regains it. I've never seen him have a bad first half, and like, oh look, he dropped twenty five and ten in the second half. He
1: caught fire. I went with fantasy and CR, and we we sniffed it out. The game had barely started. we were like, ah, oh, Davis is asleep this game. That I had a I won't say who, but I had a friend who sat next to the Laker bench for a game this season, and was like. Does LeBron like Davis was this question leaving the game. And I I think they do have like a, there's a little big brother, little brother thing, but it's not like it's when the big brother is like five years older than the little brother and just is constantly annoyed and frustrated. And the little brother is just trying to win his approval the whole time. Um, House, the thing with LeBron, I thought last night was, uh, it looked a little like Tom Brady late 2010 playoff game, late 2010s playoff game ish where he's just been in the situation so many times. He knows exactly when to exert himself, when to pull back, how to conserve his energy, when to peak. Because the thing is, the thing I loved about the game yesterday, I really loved being there for it. He didn't shoot that well. It wasn't like he had like Mm. an awesome LeBron game. So he kind of audibled. He's like, all right, here's what we need this game. My shot's not really going in. Um, I'm going to get us a bunch of rebounds. I'm going to challenge shots. I'm going to try to push the pace when we need it. And he just was like a different version of himself. I, it was the kind of game I don't think he could have played 10 years ago. Because it, I, I just don't think he had the physicality that he has now.
4: I want to say this about that performance last night and kind of the luxury of, of having Anthony Davis. There's been a lot of AD slander thus far on this podcast. deserved. But Deserve. remember, remember, AD got them to this spot. LeBron couldn't play down the stretch. A.D. took his game to that next, next, next level that he had to do to drag this team to get them, A, into the play-in and B, into the spot where they only had to win one game to, to clinch the seventh seed. And clinching that seven seed put them in the absolute very best position going up against this mm. Memphis team without any like real inside help because of the injury to Clark and, and where Stephen Adams is that, and I mean, as this thing was lining up, I, I kept, because I, I, I liked the Grizzlies this year. They're, they're 35 and six at home coming into the Bad playoffs. Luck team. Bad, Bad luck, luck team. Bad luck. Bad ja, luck, that's all you ja can say. Shaw had his
1: issues. Yeah. They lose Clark, they lose Adams. Sometimes it's not your year,
5: Jacobs. Well, I remember speaking with the two of you on this very podcast and just celebrating the work of Vanderbilt and Vando and how important his yeah. addition was. And last night, more than any other, game in the series is his his fingerprints were all over that one. You know, like like he can just switch on to people, he he can rebound, he can contest shots hit shots when you want him to, but you don't really he need him, to. him like he carried him a couple of times.
1: His fate, fi- you know where his fingerprints weren't though in crunch time when Darvin Ham played Rui really Hachimura over him for like the last 10 <laughs> minutes of the game. As everyone in the stands was like, "What's going on? <laughs> Why is he out there?" He he was uh he was pretty bad. You know the the uh I'm going to make a talking head point. So I apologize oh. in advance. I don't know if you That's want exciting. me to get the hands going. Yeah, this is exciting. Last night, and I've been to a few Laker games with LeBron, and he's been on this team five years. And I went to the scoring record game, and that was the first time he kind of felt like a Laker, but it wasn't 100% there. Last night, he felt like a Laker, and he felt like he belonged to the franchise and the whole thing, and there, there was some you know, some, some real traction. Like if you look around at those games, you know, who's who the most jerseys are, it's still Kobe. And you, you know, we were in a Spotify suite so we could look down. I was, I I always like to look and see what the jerseys are. And there was a couple Delos, D which I was like, Whoa, a couple <laughs> uh, I can't say they were a shitload of AD jerseys. I don't know if he's really caught on. Uh, there was some ma- some old magic, some vintage magics. But it was mostly Kobe's, but there were some Lebrons. But I, I just feel like because they got robbed of the bubble because there were no home games that year, and then every the other seasons, whatever. This is like the his first chance to really feel it. House is nodding. It's his first chance to really feel this like is, a Laker. This is you know a great mean?
5: talking head point. A great talking Thank head you. point from you, Bill, because it's based on nothing. You just completely pulled out of thin air. It's how do I disagree with you? I, I can't even counter it because it's based on absolutely nothing at all, but a feel you had by being in the arena. And that yeah. is why I, just, I want to applaud this as a great debate take. There's no way
1: to from counter Bill it. Simmons. Thank you. I but, can't.
4: Well, I can't. To, nothing. to be fair, it is the first like real playoff games with the real team. You know, it's really their their championship, you know, parade celebration, right? Because yeah. they they didn't, you know, get to the playoffs uh, last year, so th- th- this is it. This is this is them celebrating with a team that's competitive in front of the the home court. So I, I'm not that surprised to hear that. Yeah, we could be heading toward maybe he, maybe it's a Laker hat in the Hall of Fame for him. Who knows?
1: Or a Laker jersey? What do they wear? Jerseys? I, I don't I even a, know.
5: I have a question for you, Bill. Yeah what's going on with john morant and his injury because his hand was hurt and then he really double hurt his hand and now he's got it wrapped but he's still just like running around like a like if you watch that last bucket the one he scored over tillman and and jaron jackson jr john morant jumps up to go over anthony davis's back Like, like it was like the weirdest most reckless thing like if John and I believe his hand is truly hurt, how is he hitting threes? How is he dunking the ball? How is well, he still he's not, playing with the not, same not, reckless abandonment? Some of
1: those threes are going like sideways. I'm with you. We we I went with Fennessey and Chris, and a couple times during the game, when you can see what he's going to do because you can see the faraway angle, and it's like, oh no, don't do that. And he's just like <laughs> jumping into seven guys um, with a bad hand that if he lands incorrectly, it could be terrible for him. And he's he did. really he. I I gotta say, like I've only seen him maybe three times in person. He's just about it—the most exciting open floor guy that I can remember. It's like even at the end when they get that and then in the end of game four, they got that uh, that steal, and he's just coming down, and it's Reeves, and it, and it was like you could have told me he was gonna like throw the ball off the shot clock and dunk up, <laughs> dunk the rebound, like anything was possible. Um, I listen, we have to bring conspiracy Bill in here. Oh. Um, the this worked out unbelievable for the NBA. Oh yeah, Memphis just a bunch of injuries. Then Jock gets hurt. That's round one. Now we go to round two. The Kings are going to beat the Warriors. I really think they would have. And all of a sudden, Darren Fox. I don't know if Adam Silver like slammed the door on his finger or what happened. <laughs> I still don't know how he got hurt. I don't remember the play. Um, maybe it was Mike Bass, the M- head of NBA Comms, just. John, can I see you for a second? Ah! Just like grab them. Um, I just want you to, I want you to meet somebody, John.
5: It's like a professional wrestler. Why right. do want you to meet somebody, Aaron?
1: Yeah. So now they have Lakers Warriors round two, which means they're guaranteed one of those two teams. I don't think Memphis is going to come back. And I don't think the Kings, unless Fox can tape the fingers together and do the 1984 Bernard, but Bernard had dislocated fingers. He didn't have broken He's fingers. Playing. But, um, so you get Warriors. And you get Lakers, and the winner plays either Denver or Phoenix, and you can't lose either way. Like, I don't, I honestly don't even know what story is more compelling like the end of the Warriors run or LeBron trying to get a fifth. I guess it would be LeBron because the history. Even the King versus the Kings is nice. You know what I mean?
5: Even that, which yeah. I doubt will happen as well. The King versus the Kings has a nice. Well, range then you get the 0
1: They the league doesn't want yeah. that. They don't want the O2 videos.
5: They don't want to see those videos. But I'm, I'm telling you, Steph against LeBron, LeBron against Draymond, like just the the whole thing is just.
1: Uh. I think that's the biggest possible series we could have since the 2010 Lakers Celtics. Cause even totally. when the when the Warriors went against the Cavs that during those four years in a row, I you know, it never felt like the teams were even except for two thousand sixteen. But in two thousand sixteen, we didn't have the history of the Warriors yet. Now we do. And Curry and LeBron are the most famous players of this century. And, you know, on top of it, each guy has four rings and they've kind of natural rivals, even though they aren't. I House, that's what's what's a bigger series for you in this century? I mean, maybe the two Lakers Celtics. What yeah. else? Anything?
4: No, that's it. Um, last year was was you know the the interesting like Lakers. I mean the the, the Celtics. You know the legacy of the Celtics. Um, up against that Golden State. That was that, a good I one, yeah. that was you know that that's a, the only one that's even in the ballpark. I would say just because of of the history with. But with I Boston. don't
1: think people had the history yet with Tatum and Brown. Like this no, is for like, sure. He, I mean the Curry Lebron thing goes even deeper than the teams because I think. I I do think people are either Curry guys or LeBron guys in some way. I mean, I've been oh, Curry's like my favorite non-Celtic. I I, I'm, I can't. I've talked about that in the pod before. I'm always going to kind of veer toward Curry, but as house knows, I'm going to actually veer toward who the better bet is for the series and root for that team. Um, Jacob's Curry versus LeBron round two, which seems conceivable now. Amazingly, um, where do where do you sit? Who are you going to root for? what What storyline fascinates you most, like give us your take
5: i I cannot root against lebron james i I just can my I so, say you know I'm a die easy fan like i yeah. you know I grew up a Celtics fan, I don't even care anymore about the Celtics at all right like i just I switch allegiances easily. And I know this is like you're not supposed to do this it's I just follow my heart, and my heart is always rooting for LeBron James at all times, and I will root for him when you mentioned I would say like the best series are probably those. Cavs Warriors series you know back to back to back to back but the thing about it is there was there was an inevitability to those series where in in October I knew what I was going to be watching in the NBA finals and and this just is so surprising and like sort of magical especially with the Warriors being down 2 and Draymond being out in game three and with the Lakers being like I don't know like 13th in the western conference like you know around the trade deadline like it's there's there's like there's like a a a nice surprise to this i'm like i i walked in to like dinner reservations and like everyone from my history was there in a room you know what i mean it's like oh hey oh i didn't know we were doing this my birthday was two months ago you know what i mean like that's the part that i'm gonna really savor about this one and just from like a a media perspective with the rights coming up and like the ratings on this thing like it, it, it this will stop the nation for people to watch this series.
1: Hard, 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 hard ticket too. It's one of the great things about where we're headed for round two is all the scenarios are pretty fun. Like even if the Kings hold off the Warriors, Kings Lakers is still amazing. Like the the Kings yeah. fans, the single most traumatic thing that ever happened to any of them by far and from a sports standpoint is that O two series. Um, and to have the chance to have revenge on on that and LeBron and the whole thing, but to to get past the Warriors somehow with De'Aaron Hurt. And then had the Lakers looming. Um, also, like the fact that this Lakers, I, I actually feel like I haven't thought about it enough, how improbable it is. When it, we went from thinking that they were going to give New Orleans the Wembenyama pick to could they could they even, then LeBron gets hurt. It's like, oh, they're done. I, I mean, they we poured dirt on them like seven times already this season. So I don't know. After what I watched last night, I'll believe anything from LeBron. That was fucking unbelievable. It's a, it's really, I, you know, I'm never putting anyone over Jordan, but he, he is going to lock down best career ever. I think coming out of this, just mm. the 20 year run of a career. I just think if you, you could say ceiling, you could go with somebody else, but it's him or Kareem for best career. And I think, you know, Kareem couldn't have done this in year 20. I don't think house.
4: Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. And I'm Bald glad Kareem, you said Kareem. Bald Kareem couldn't have done this because I was said- good. He was an asset. I would have said Kareem. That, that that I'm glad that that we got it out there. Um, it's funny when Jacoby started saying I can't root against. I I was positive he was going to say Steph Curry, because that that's where I am. Oh, on, yeah, I on, on that matchup. I mean, I yeah, I, me I absolutely adore you. Both of you can root against. Well, you Simmons, you rooted against, root Steph, against Curry Steph Curry in 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 all of uh, the the finals last year. Yeah, I, but it sucked. I hated it. <laughs> yeah, so I, I I cannot and and will not and do not. Root against Steph Curry, and I'm I would be rooting for the Warriors. I always want the defending champ to 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 like get taken out by yeah. a tr- by a true like you know counterparty. And and I I'm not sure the this version of, of the Lakers. I mean, we basically had this version of the Lakers for what 25 games now. C- yeah. C- congratulations. Well, that's the other thing. This could it,
1: this could be the highlight right here. This could yes. be the peak where we'll be like, oh man, remember that LeBron overtime game when it seemed like the Lakers <laughs> might make the finals. Then Davis had a hip flexor. Like, right. You know, they they injury stuff with them, especially. We've already had a bunch of injuries this year. It's fifty fifty. What would be cool about the round two Lakers Warriors is how even the teams are. Everything like that. I don't even know who the, who Fanduel would have favored in that series. Honestly, I don't. Oh,
4: I we think talked that, about this on on East Coast Bias today. We, what did We you came say? up with uh, Warriors minus one thirty, minus one twenty five. Because do they, have they have the home home court, home court advantage. Yes, they do. <sighs> Yeah, the Lakers are seven, and the and the Warriors are are you know coming in. The Warriors were six.
1: I think it's like I think it's like Warriors minus one twenty, Lakers even, because they got to factor in the LeBron money too. Um, Speaking of amazing subplots, Jacob's the Knickerbockers of New York. Yes, yes. Talked about it some on Sunday. I don't want to rehash it too much, but um, you're in New York. What's the buzz? What's the scene? What's the word? Are there Brunson jerseys? What's happening? Every subway car I get on, I've been looking. There's at least
5: three or four pieces of Nick paraphernalia. It's it's absolutely. I've never seen in in the 21st century. I've never seen the city this excited about a team, and that includes all the Carmelo teams. You know, like in the previous iteration from a couple years ago. Like it's the 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 Brunson of it all. Like Julius Randle has been pretty bad. You know? Like he's he's been pretty bad. Quickly has not really shown up at all. And it's it's just Brunson and tough defense and Mitchell Robinson and my guy, Isaiah Hartenstein. Like there's a real belief. And I think going into the weekend that Friday night game, I think most Knicks fans were a little nervous and scared. Like this weekend could go bad. Like we saw it happen against the Hawks. Yeah. And the fact that it went the way it did for Friday and Sunday. Is has rejuvenated the belief in this team in the city because when they're down by ten, I'm like, oh shit, the Knicks are down by ten. But when they're up by ten, I'm like, oh shit, the Knicks are up by ten. Like you just never feel good about them. And to get through a weekend with this team, with Randall sitting the fourth and I quickly like not even scoring, is just kind of just feels like pun intended house money house.
4: Yeah, I love it. Well, I mean the the Randall thing, I'll I'll, I'll go ahead and be an apologist. t e is still hurt. Like I I don't think he's moving. Fantastic! I'll give him a little bit of a, a bailout, and kudos to Tibbs. Well, plus you he's know, such a
1: great playoff history, so you gotta. <laughs> oh <no,
4: laughs> yeah, he at Great all. attitude, too. Great team, uh, yeah,
5: team
1: player. Great... I'm giving. He's got Tibbs, a resting bitch face. It's not his fault. Dude,
5: the body language doctor needs to do a
4: full, yeah. a full diagnosis of the Julius Randle. The makeover and get back of his us, body Bill. language. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, House. Yeah. we interrupted you. No, all I was gonna say is you got to give Tibbs credit for that. Tibbs understands that better than anybody, and and the success of the team. He, He's managed to minimize the the bitchiness, right? The pettiness yeah. and let Brunson be the alpha and let Randall see Brunson be the alpha and go along with the idea that Brunson's the alpha because Brunson's the effing alpha. And the thing that has really been the, the, the reason that to me as an outsider, that this Knicks team makes so much sense for New York city, it's a tough guy team. That's yeah. a team mm-hmm. and they, they are, they're bullying the, the Cavaliers like coming in. You know, we, we, there was a a, a a vibrant argument around vigorous debate around you know the the Cleveland big guys and will they control the the Knicks win every tough guy category? They win the rebounding. Yeah. They they get to the free throw line. They, they they they've been good on the turnovers. And these are lockdown drag out. I mean, Cleveland can't score hundred points. So you know, kudos to Tibbs and kudos to the Knicks
1: and kudos to J B Bickerstaff for helping the Knicks. Um. <laughs> Jacobes, if I gave you 10 to 1 odds on Nick's heat round two, if it happens, being swayed in some way by some sort of bench clearing altercation that ended up with a lot of suspensions, what, what would you put for odds for
5: that? First of all, I need Jeff Van Gundy to be calling the game if that's going to happen. <laughs> just
1: run out and have somebody <laughs> grab yeah, his yeah, leg. Yes, yeah,
5: yeah, exactly. I want him to hop over the table and just get swept around by Isaiah Hartenstein's leg. That would just that would make me so happy.
1: There's then, so many uh, aggro people in that series. It just feels like there's something bad well, is going to happen.
5: Also, like on that Friday night game, they had. I think John Starks was there, Latrell Sprewell was there. Uh, That's been King great. I love that like, Nick, I just, retired Nick theater. has been great. And they're all like wearing like dinner jackets. Like I don't know what's going on, but why is everybody dressed? Did they go to like a steakhouse, a formal before this? I loved everything about them. Like really, just bringing out the legends and having them be courtside Smart. there in in the garden. I, I love everything about that. And it does Bernard bring King, back You didn't mention Bernard. Teams. I did and I love Bernard King and um, I feel like he could still put up at least like twelve, you know, if they just sub him in, he'd have to take his jacket off. But yeah, we give him twelve. So kudos he, to Jimmy Dolan. He finally figured it out. Embrace the uh, history. I, I can't. I, I refuse to give Jimmy Dolan anything. <laughs> I did no kudos. Kudos, <laughs> man. Hey, edit that out. 20 years, Rudy, he got edit it. that out. Edit that out. Sir <laughs> Kyle, edit that out. We cannot have that. You You don't want that audio living on the internet, <laughs> Bill. Come People on. People can change. Please. <laughs> he would let spike lee take his elevator come on uh, you know I you make say, some
1: mistakes over a two decade stretch you learn some things
5: I, I refuse to go full like preview on nick's heat because i i i could see i could see it as bucks Cavs man like thought of it, mitchell's gonna score like 75 points in the game five the, the, i don't i, wanna, I, wanna I think Cavs you, are bill. out Cavs i want to hear you bill talk about the Mitchell psychology of it all like we we know the history. We don't need to give you that. But like going into this series, it was kind of like uh, like a like a it's going to be like a you know it, it's a subplot. It's a, it's what how's Mitchell going to react to sort of a former suitor in yeah. in a seven game
1: series. Well, he had the ball too much in game one, and it kind of paralyzed the rest of the team. It seemed like so. Then they got Garland more involved in the game two, and now it's like it feels like they kind of don't know what to do because they're not getting anything from Moby and Allen. I think their only chance, actually, ironically, is for Mitchell to just go like crazy usage rate. He just, it's me versus the Knicks, basically, and everybody else is a supporting cast guy, and I don't think that's going to work.
5: Bill Bill, but, can we talk about Moby a little bit? Because I know you love him so much. Um, it has, man. I'm in stock. a lot of pain. I have some Mobley stock. <laughs> I'm not some, selling. You can, you can I'm not it. selling. I did I'm, call no, my I'm broker. Sending and I'm it. sending you mine for free. I think you have to buy it for a penny just for but like come on, don't do that. Offensively, I mean, I guess he's twenty one years old. Fine. But offensively, like he's just had no impact. None.
1: It's been uh, tough.
4: Well, why, why would he? These are kids. This is the issue with Cleveland. This is why when we, the odds came out at the beginning of this series and it was like two to one in favor of Cleveland, it's like, this is crazy. What has this team done? Who is this team? And it was the Donovan Mitchell, you know, we, we BS, you came on the East Coast bias. We had this this lively fight over this. And even the argument about who's going to be the best player in the series, is it going to be Jalen Brunson or Donovan Mitchell?
1: But part of my argument was I didn't think they were going to have Randall for the first couple games. And I was like, they can't beat them without Randall. Mm. Ironically, they had Randall. They, and they he don't sucked. Have
4: and, and, they, <laughs> they, and the Knicks are still beating them. So but I don't the, know what to think about that. The real culprit is the wing situation. And, and they, they it mm. all comes down to Karis Lavert. No, the, Kar- Kar-
1: the coach has been awful.
4: That's true. The, uh, the, the Knicks, Knicks went Osprey smaller. And, yeah, the,
1: yeah. When the Knicks the go small and they have the two bigs out there, but the two, neither of the two bigs have a post-up game. What the fuck is the point of having two bigs? It's not like Jared Allen's like, ah, I'm going to cook so-and-so. Um, a quick Brunson point, we are, we're all retired pickup basketball players. I think part of the magic with Brunson is he's that guy you fucking hated when he was on the other team. That herky jerky, him. like, oh, I'm not covering a, this guy. Yeah, he, no, you he, got him. No, I'm not. I fucking covered him no. last game. I'm not doing it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, he's going to do that herky jerky thing. <laughs> you hey, just pick you got else. fucking help. I, I got, help if
5: he's gonna I got do this. <laughs> I got him. I got him. That's, you, you pick someone else very early as we're checking up the ball. And be like, I'm covering him, not Jalen it, Brunson.
1: It's somehow like more embarrassing than just having somebody just zip by you, like John Morant. Oh, John Morant went by yeah. me. He's a higher athletic species to me. <laughs> Brunson's like, yeah, he's not a better athlete than me. Like, well, how nope. is he just torching me? What's has got, oh, I'm, I know what move he's going to do. He did it again. Um, I'm,
5: I'm, so I'm watching I'm, with my nine year old and I'm like, see that little dude. He's the best player on the court. And he's like, no, I'm like, just watch. It's like, right. it's, like it's, it's like explaining it to an alien. It's like, see those, all those big guys, those big, strong guys. No, no, no. That little dude right there with the braids is going
1: to cook everyone. Just wait. He won't fully believe it until he sees it on TikTok. Your son. <laughs> Or Roblox. <laughs> I have Ben Simmons. I, my son, I came home yesterday. I'm like, you watch the Laker game? And he's like, I saw the ending on TikTok. I'm like, "What this generation's done. Um, Wednesday is one of the better NBA playoff days I can remember. Knicks, Cavs, Lakers, Grizzlies, Heat, Bucks, Warriors, Kings. That is just an absolute assault. And then they have, you know, the game's a little bit staggered. So it starts with Knicks Cavs, Lakers Grizz starts a half hour later, and and you might be it's just gonna be out of control plus the hockey playoffs going. One of the great days. This is a don't get divorced week. There's no question. You can you could feel it in the air. Uh we didn't talk about the De'Aaron Fox injury, which happened after I mean we mentioned it, but um I still feel like he's gonna play and do okay. He's playing. I think am am I crazy? Like no, I they'll, think so, too. They'll just tape it's his index finger. They'll just tape If it was his thumb,
4: I'd be like no way. But index finger, I feel like he can get away with that. The only thing that's a bummer is it's index finger on the shooting hand. And you guys know that's a touch injury. Yeah. So how can you how can like how can they tape it in a way? He's definitely playing. I I can't imagine a world in which he would he flat out wouldn't play. Um can they use him as a decoy and then we'll see, you know, the 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 miracle of modern medicine. Because your point about Ja, Ja looked like he broke his wrists, and and it was on yeah. a on, on a hand that was already injured twice. And yet, and yet, Jaw is out there dropping twenty two straight points in the fourth quarter. So maybe there's something with 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 Fox and and the true wild card for the Kings is Herder. We haven't seen him yet. I mean, he's Who? been he's Wait, been he's, he's, right. He's he's, he's 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 on the Kings, right? He's not on the Kings? Red Mamba. The Red Velvet. Red Velvet. Red Velvet. Red, Red Velvet comes out and it's has a game. Stale. Look, he he comes home, and 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 Jacoby, you can speak to this. the 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 Kings crowd nurtures him. If he makes his first shot, think about what the Knicks crowd did for RJ. How they propped up RJ, right? They brought they really him back did. to life. Couldn't hurt her if he makes his first shot, and the crowd gets right behind him there in Sacramento. I really think he's he's the potential to swing the series. Oh God. I I love Herter so much
5: there's listen I'm just gonna say it I love American-born white NBA basketball players I know it's 2023 (laughs) I'm not supposed to say this right I just love American-born Caucasian NBA basketball players especially not like the Zeller brothers and the Plumleys like athletic ones like Tyler Hero and Kevin Herter like those are that's that's my niche right there and I've always been a Herter fan he's also from New York he's from Albany which is not really New York but whatever we'll take it but I was so excited about how what he has done this season, but to turn in a playoff performance like this, he has just disappeared. He really has. And and again, I like I I like you said you can relate to this, Jacoby, because you know I'm a mentally weak basketball player. I like first of, <laughs> of all, that was an insult, but you didn't really, you didn't read like an insult. No, it was, but was totally an insult. The next to, totally totally to RJ. The next to insult. You've been watching how yeah. the crowd r- r- brought RJ back to yes. life. They did, and I I do feel like. That especially with De'Aaron Fox, I think he's going to play like you do, Bill, but I don't think he'll be 100%. And I know he hit that three over Draymond, but I don't know how. Like, I can't imagine he's going to be shooting jump shots, and they're going to need someone to, and Herder's that guy.
1: Jacoby would have been such a fun NBA player. <laughs> they just would have talked about it at halftime, and it's like, oh, they, yeah, I got House's Surgery once, or did yeah. you get it? Yeah, Jacoby. Got- that's
4: that's right. Jacoby's oh, Bobby, talking sir. about a certain player, certain player, Game
5: Gaymore,
1: baby. Bobby, sir, what a run he had! His body just couldn't hold seminal. up. When you walk among amongst the gods athletically, <laughs> it can't totally happen. Uh, any before we go, any other subplots that you're loving from the playoffs, Jacob's? Um, any uh, my, any said, off the off the court stuff? Like, yes. Anything no, in, in your in your
5: domain? Okay, a couple things. Number one, question for you, Bill: What happened with Ime Udoka in Boston? Just t- I know you know. I know you know. Uh, he's in the news. I know you know what happened. Because none of this adds up. I know you know, Bill. It's, whether you're going to say it with the microphone or you're going to call me after the pod, I need to know what happened with
1: Ime Udoka in Boston because none of this adds up whatsoever. Well, how about this part? Why take the Houston job? Why when, the Houston job? When, like, who knows? Like, the Cleveland job might become available, Milwaukee. What if, what if Milwaukee becomes available because they lose to the heat in five? You want to develop Sengun for four more years? Like, what are you doing? What if they get Wembyana? I want to you, know that. But can I find that out before I take the job? Yeah, it's like when Rick Pitino took the Celtic job before the lottery, and then we didn't get Duncan. We Isn't got three win, and win? six instead.
4: Isn't it win win for Ime down in Houston? Like nobody has I any think, expectations. I think he Cleveland could be flying under the radar.
1: It, well, maybe that's why he did it. But I think Cleveland would have been. I don't know. I just if that Cleveland Tell job becomes open.
5: Though. Tell us what happened. What else? What
1: what else do you have, Jacob? Go back into your in go back into your arsenal. <laughs> okay.
5: Um, James Harden, right? We haven't yeah. talked about the Sixers too much, right? No. Nah. Um, he's been supplanted by Maxi as like the second most important person on the team, right? Yeah. I, I love Maxie, just the joy that he plays with. There was a picture I saw on Twitter today of Lil Baby, the rapper, close friend of James Harden, hanging out with Khloe Kardashian, mm. ex of James Harden. No. Do you think a fractured relationship with little baby will affect James Harden in a potential series against the Celtics?
1: I I would say his uh declining health and um and his condition of his legs would be probably a bigger <laughs> okay. obstacle. If you think you think it there'll does. be other fractions. Yeah,
4: it does feel like a possible off field. What do you think, ass? I I mean it it's it's what you just described. He can't move. He can't get to the free throw line. He's missing shots inside the paint. It's a bummer because I thought this Celtics Sixers matchup, you could potentially like determining the, the NBA champion because I still think that the NBA champ is coming from the East. It ain't going to be the Bucs now. And in fact, that's the biggest hedge. The biggest hedge of my life is going to be tomorrow night the Bucks laying 11 at home against the Heat. I have to make back all of my Milwaukee that's futures. I'm going to lose every Milwaukee future because they're, they're going to get bounced in this stupid first round because Giannis missed, you know, a game and a half. Um, the, the odds
1: are crazy now, by the way, like the Celtics are plus 195 to win the title we did the ringer. We did our odds machine today. And the Knicks had the second best percentages out of anyone to win the <laughs> title. Was what, machine,
5: what machine was that?
1: I don't, I don't know. <laughs> i don't know, sounds taking, to tune it, up. Sounds taking it for to tune repairs.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that
4: was uh, broken.
1: The Lakers are 14 to one. And that almost seems too high. It does. The Knicks are 31 to one. That almost seems too high. I don't know. I I, I, mean, I don't know how you bet on any of this stuff. House, I'm with you. I I have a, I have that Milwaukee Denver bet for before the season at thirty-three to one. So it it could go the other way too, where they could just lay the smackdown, down, win the last three, and like, oh man, this was great for Milwaukee. They really found out who they were. All that stuff. But I I really Bill. worry about them athletically against wings. I don't think they can guard wings. The Celtics, they did this to him in the regular season. Those guys torched them.
5: You know, I always pay attention to like the zeitgeist and sports media and sort of like the discussions and the narratives. Yeah. It, okay imagine a world in which the nuggets win the nba championship and literally no one discusses them for the first month of the playoffs like i haven't seen i haven't seen a lower third on a single sports television show that has anything to do with the nuggets in it in the past two weeks not a, not a single. like the number one seed in the west cruising through their first round series but here we are being like imagine if the kings and lebron faced off in round two right like, this
1: is insane this is absolutely yeah, insane had- Sunday night he had a forty three twelve and six. He they were down what fourteen or twelve, and he assisted or scored on all the baskets that tied the game in the <laughs> overtime. And it was, like, it was like the nineteenth most important story.
5: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, I did. You did you? Russell and I did this thing about um PVSD post voting stress <laughs> disorder, <laughs> disorder. Of, of things we regret, like votes we regret, and things like that, and uh. You know Mobley for Defensive Player of the Year. I I did my process. That's where I landed. But then after watching Draymond on Sunday guard everyone on the Kings, that was the other guy At I was, pick. I was yeah. like, oh my god, why didn't I pick Draymond? Um did would it? Do you have any PVSD with any of the outcomes so far? Because Jokic would be the other one for me, where I was like, man, this guy is the most impactful. Day to day guy in the league, and I got thrown off because they kind of eased. They eased up, and then Embiid had some good games, and now you're shaking your head, you go.
5: No, Embiid did not have some good games. Embiid was absolutely dominant, and the way that they just like decided they are going to like run their offense through him at the nail, like at every single possession, and the yeah. record that they had. Okay. I and and another thing is like I'm not the person who's like, oh well, since since Jokic won it last year, we have to isolate that and only consider this season. I'm a narrative guy. Embiid hasn't won. Let's let's watch him win. I think, I, you know, I think he should have. I think it, one storyline that we haven't discussed yet is since when did like punching and kicking people in the nuts become such a big part of NBA basketball? It seems like we can't go two or three nights without some sort of groin shot. And I've never I, I've been watching this sport for quite some time and I've never, ever seen this be an issue.
1: I don't remember it either. Do you remember it, House?
4: No, I I, I feel like it had to have happened, though, because we lived through so much physical basketball, but they just didn't hit each other in the nuts. Is that the deal? I don't remember. It's interesting how it's
1: basically this small pool of players that seem to be the accidental nut punch offenders.
4: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, Chris Chris Paul is the all-time nut puncher, and you can go find a sizzle reel of his all-time classic nut punches. You can. I mean that it, it, it exists on, on YouTube. Screener, yeah. I think it's like a twelve minute YouTube of him punching dudes in the nuts, but he's a one of one and it's a single singular skill that he possesses. But like across the board, so many dicks getting punched. You're so right, jacobs Let's go, let's end with this then.
1: Uh let's do a quick draft. Um, next playoff nut punch. Draymond Green. Draymond Green. Draymond Green, Draymond Green. <laughs> <on> Green first <laughs> pick. I, I don't even down know if I'm going first. I don't even know if I'm going
4: first, but I'll take you Draymond Green. <laughs>
1: How so? Would you have second in the in the next playoff nut punch?
4: I just draft. mentioned him. He's the Hall of Famer. I think he's going to punch <laughs> Russell Westbrook <laughs> right in the balls.
5: A I quick clarification: p- Hall of Fame basketball player or Hall of Fame nut puncher? I couldn't. Both.
1: I think poor Russy's getting Paul. one. All right, I can't believe he's still on the board. Kyle Lowry. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh oh Great I, I, is it a snake draft because i'm going to brooks are you crazy they're gonna be down by 20 in like a closeout game and he's just gonna he's just gonna, gonna drop kick lebron
4: in the, in the crotch i can't wait two feet house who do you have who do you have with the fifth pick am i i'm We're we're, 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 we're gonna keep this bit going uh yeah one more give us one more name um, Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, or, or no, oh, just even a- <laughs> better. Go Go Bear. Go Bear. Yes, good one. Yeah. I have a, uh, I'll end the draft
1: with Julius Randle just as like the playoff series spiraling out of control and he needs to act out and do something <laughs> yeah. to, to get out of the series for a game. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I
5: got one more. I got one more. I'm going Sabonis because he uses the ball as a weapon. He's gonna use the oh, ball to hit somebody in the balls because he uses the ball as a weapon. According that to the that counts. Warriors. Ball nut Fine. punch
1: counts. Fine. Ball it's great. And Patrick Beverly, it's impossible for him to be in the playoffs, right? Because he's not on a team. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what if? What if he was like a sideline as a spectator, reporter for a game? As a, spectator, as a
5: spectator. Yeah, he could definitely. Be, he could definitely hit somebody in the balls as a spectator.
1: All right, um, Jacoby. Great to see you. House, Likewise. great to see you. Listen to Jacoby on Food News on the Ringer. Listen to House on Ringer Gambling Show and Fairway Rolling. Am I invited on Ringer Gambling Show Friday?
4: You are. We were. We're dying for it because everything will be very ripe by then between the Wednesday and Thursday games. I feel like JJ is flying a
1: little too close to the sun. With the success of all the New York teams right now and all the topics, I'm worried about him just going on. bet. it's like when Roman on Succession when too many good things happen and he he, he snaps and has to send his dad a dick pic no, accidentally. JJ
4: <laughs> was adamant that we not talk about the next series. He said we, we still have unfinished business. We have to finish off this Cleveland team. He's adamant about it. So right, he's got his fair. head in the right. That's place. a veteran. That's a veteran his, right that's, there. That's, there you go. All right. Great to see you guys.
1: All right, that's it for the podcast. Thanks to Danny Kelly, Ben Solak, Joe House, David Jacoby. Thanks to Kyle Creighton and Steve Cerruti for producing. Don't forget, new rewatchables went up on Monday night. Don't forget to check out the NFL Draft Guide on theringer.com. And I will see you on this feed after round one of the draft on Thursday night.